Good afternoon, family. Uh, welcome to an episode of Prospects After Dark or Prospects After Lunch or whatever. You know, this marks the first time that we've ever done Prospects After Dark on two straight days. Uh, we are just two picks away from the Cardinals selecting uh, their second-round pick, 54th overall. Hello, Jay David. How are you, bud? I hope you got those candles fired up and ready to go. Uh, yeah, we are just uh, two picks away uh, from the Cardinals. Now, it's worth bringing up that the Chicago Cubs just took one of my least... Hey, Stu Styles. I uh, just took one of my least favorite players in this draft. Burl, hello, C70. Burl Caraway. Now, uh, nothing against Burl Caraway as a human being, but let me tell you why I love why the Cubs took him. Now, he is hard to hit. His fastball-curveball combo is tough. Hello, MLB Trades. Hello, Gifts. What's up, baby? Uh, Jimmy Fleming, hello. Uh, Sam Lisby, hello. So, uh, anyways, Cubs take Burl Caraway, who is fastball curve and both pitches are nasty. Fastball up in the high 90s, curveball's wicked. But that kid cannot throw a strike. Uh, he throws ball, he walks like, uh, his his walk rate is like, I think he walks six per nine innings. He has trouble commanding both his fastball and his curve. Uh, and, uh, like, I'm happy he's a Cub. Now, if he's throwing strikes, if he's throwing darts, then uh, the NL Central is in trouble for sure. But this is a kid who hasn't really shown the ability to throw strikes consistently. So uh, with your 51st pick for him to go there, um, it, it's really, really interesting. 52nd pick is in. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I'm in the room. I've got so many tabs up. Oh, they take the Mets take JT Ginn. Ginn was the best remaining player on my board. So uh, to see him go now, JT Ginn is a uh, uh, he'll get a medical red shirt. He'll go back to uh, school as a sophomore if the Mets can't sign him. Uh, but that's a really interesting, uh, interesting pick. C70 says, I thought. Ginn would make it to the Cardinals. And, you know, I bet if he would have been there that they would have taken him. But uh, this is what we have is we're one pick away from the St. Louis Cardinals. You have Cole Wilcox, um, who's a Georgia righty, who probably will go back to Georgia. You have Clayton Beater, who's still there, and I would love that. I'm really hoping the, Marlin the Marlins, the Brewers, don't uh, snub the Cardinals like they did with Garrett Mitchell, although we love the Jordan Walker pick. Uh, you have Mason Wynn. You have uh, Carson Montgomery. There's a lot of really great options here as we, as we get fired up for the Cardinals' couple picks. Uh, Kyle Edwin to visit. Hey, I haven't been the same since I realized the Cardinals were one of one off of taking Walker Bueller. Yeah, try not to think about that. And you know, Walker Bueller, there were some question marks about him. That kind of stuff happens. Uh, granted, I definitely would have rather had Walker Bueller than Nick Plummer, no doubt about it. But I think that's just as much shows you a how good the Dodgers are at developing players. Uh, b how important scouting is, and c how tough the Major League Baseball draft is. Graham, what team are what teams are having the best draft? I like what the Cardinals did. You know, the Orioles I like. Um, Detroit's had a couple of really great picks to start the draft. I think Tampa's done well. I think the Indians have done well. Um, you know, I'm a little curious about what the uh, the Rangers are doing, but it sounds like they're saving money to buy somebody later on. Uh, Claude Kareem says Wilcox. Yeah, I think that there's a good chance Cole Wilcox goes back to Georgia. Uh, you're going to have to make it happen. Uh, the M. Baroni says, beater to the Cardinals, please. Yeah, the uh, Texas A&M righty with the power 12-6 to curveball. Um, uh, like, yeah, I'm I'm all about that. He, beater is, uh, he's my favorite. Like, I just, I, I love so much about that kid. Uh, look, just to give you a couple of the names at the top of my board, I love Cole Henry. I love Mason Wynn. I like Nick Garcia. Uh, Connor Phillips. Uh, Nick Bowser, Zach Pareda, uh, Ian Seymour, Logan Allen. You know, I would look at maybe some of these lefties being a potential pick for the Cardinals at 54. You know, whether it be Sam Weatherly or Ian Seymour or Logan Allen, depending on what happens here with the Brewers, who will most certainly take Clayton Beater and ruin my entire day. 
Uh, let's see. You know what? I said Beater went to a and He went to Texas Tech. I'm an idiot. Uh, give me Gage Workman from Mac Huff, our Arizona State uh, uh, correspondent here on Prospects After Dark. Yeah, I would love that. Look, Gage Workman is a two-way player, um, or a, a switch hitter, rather. Not a two-way player. He's a third baseman, shortstop-ish. Played a little shortstop in the Cape. That'd be a good fit for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, his offensive production hasn't necessarily matched his ability or his potential. Uh, Freddie Zamora, the, the infielder, the shortstop for Miami, goes to... The, um, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, Zamora is one of those guys where he hurt himself and it would have ended his season before the season even got away. And he's had some disciplinary issues uh, in the past. He didn't really seem like the kind of player the Cardinals would take. Um, but look, uh, that, that's a high upside pick. That's definitely a high upside pick. Uh, there's a lot of potential in Zamora. He's going to stay at short, so good for the Brewers. Uh, there's a lot of juice in that bat, and I can see the Brewers getting the most of that juice. Uh, justice for Nick Plummer, LOL. I like that. Uh, Toronto crushed it with uh, Martin at five. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, T, uh, the M Barone. Uh, that is a great pick for them. That's, you know, it goes to show you the the unpredictable nature of the Major League Baseball draft. I don't think anyone really saw it, thought that he'd go fifth overall. Uh, and, you know, when you say crushed it, like you kind of got lucky, you know, but that fell into their laps. Sometimes crushing it in the draft is as simple as having something fall into your laps. Uh, Troy Poole says the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox have had a really good draft, too. Uh, Milwaukee took Zamora. Yeah, that's VHS. I, I like Zamora. I like what he's capable of. I think that there's plenty for him to tap into power-wise that he hasn't necessarily, necessarily uh, uh, touched into. I worry about maybe some of the commitment issues that are there. Um, and, uh, you know, there's always the question about his bat. But, look, that, that's a pretty good pick for the Brewers. And hopefully it's something that doesn't pan out if you're a Cardinal fan. Hey, Wesley Wells. Wes, I haven't seen or talked to you in forever. How are you, bud? Uh, it's, it's nice to have you back. Ben Cerruti, can you tell me about Milan Tolentino? because I need that name in our system. So Tolentino is a Team USA kid, uh, a really great, true defensive shortstop. You know, he's kind of like, and he's a prep kid, obviously. Uh, uh, so, uh, I'm sorry, the Cardinals are picking. He's a prep kid, his bat's kind of light, he's all defense. Holy shit, the Cardinals took Mason Wynn. That is a great, a freaking great pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mason Wynn is a two-way player, got busted for smoking pot, missed some time because of it. Uh, but So here's the deal, Mason Wynn, two-way player. He's a true shortstop. On the mound, he actually kind of reminds me of Carlos Martinez a little bit. Super quick arm action. He's only 5'11", so people are going to question his size. But that is a dynamite, incredible pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, you know, I thought Jared Jones might fall to them, uh, but, but he didn't. Uh, so, in my opinion, if you're going to go the prep ranks, you go Mason Wynn. Uh, I, I love this pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. This is exciting. You know, Will, where is he going to play? I'd like for him to stay two-way. I think he could both hit, and I think he could pitch. And I think pigeonholing him to one position isn't a good idea for the, the prep 18-year-old. Uh, I Like I said, I, I love him. I think his, his breaking pitch is advanced. I think his fastball is sneaky. I think it has crazy life. He has good mechanics, both hitting and pitching. Uh, he has surprise pop in his bat. That is a great pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. Look, the Cardinals in their first two picks have gone prep. Mason Wynn is just as much. Like, Mason Wynn in this pick is better than Trey Fletcher last year in, in, in that pick. I, uh, I, I love this pick so much. Uh, what, else, what else do we want to tell you about Mason Wynn? Uh, again, small, some questions. But, man, he is, uh, like, that's worth getting excited about. But if you have any complaints about the selection of Jordan Walker, you cannot be upset at all about the selection of Mason Wynn. Uh, I like that. I like it. I like it. So to give you kind of, kind of an update on what Mason Wynn is, he, as, a, as a pitcher, uh, you're talking fastball, curveball, changeup. He overthrows his curveball sometimes, but usually when he overthrows it, it's filthy. As a hitter, 
He has, for being 5'11 and 180, his bat speed allows him to create tremendous amount of power, uh, as does his, um, uh, like, his hit tool. You know, Freddie Zamora went before the Cardinals. I'll take, in the Major League Baseball draft, I'll take Mason Wynn over Freddie Zamora all day, every day. This is, this is as ideal and as good of a pick in the second round as you can expect out of the St. Louis Cardinals. They deserve to be applauded for that. So what we'll do is we'll... Raise our glass of Bud Select here to the St. Louis Cardinals, to Mason Wynn, the 18-year-old selected by the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, I want to say, I want to be loud about this. Do not make him a pitcher. Do not make him a hitter. Just make him, give yourself a chance to have a two-way player. Let him decide what he wants to be. Uh, Let's see. Sikowski says the Cardinals are going win. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Oh, yeah. Wesley Wells jumps in here, the Arkansas commit. Uh, uh, the Cardinals steal him from um, uh, the, uh, the Wu Pig Suey or whatever it is. Uh, let's see. Wynn is so talented. I'm digging this pick. Great name for Star Wars Night 2. Yeah, great great call. Uh, the M. Baroni, signability concerns. Yeah, so I would have him if there were signability concerns. Now, what we'll see out of the Cardinals probably in their next two picks. Oh, Cole Henry goes to Washington. I love Cole Henry. Uh, if the Cardinals wouldn't have drafted Wynn or Wilcox, I would have liked Henry or Tanner Witt there. Um, but uh, my, my, my assumption is the Cardinals know what it's going to take to sign him. And over the next couple picks, you'll probably see them being a little bit more conservative. You know, don't be surprised if all of a sudden the Cardinals take senior Landon Knack with one of their next two picks. You know, they're, they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks away from picking again. And then six picks after that, they get to pick again. So uh, I think what this tells us more than anything is that they'll be a little bit more conservative with their next couple picks. And um, uh, Mason Wynn is a great move for them. So I would suspect that the Cardinals will sign both Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn. Chi-Town Cardinals says, does him getting sent home from PDP this summer worry you? No, it was for smoking pot. It's not a big deal. Uh, was a bit late. Big win. Yes, very well. Big win is going to be everybody's headline. Uh, so everybody enjoy and embrace it. Toon Dog, I'm loving the Cardinals rolling the dice on these high ceiling guys. Take a shot. You know, the thing about these high ceiling guys is, for being prep players, they have relatively high floors too. You know, it's not like um, it's not like Garrett Mitchell high floor. It's not like Tommy Mace high floor or, or Spencer Torkelson high floor. But for the prep ranks, like Mason Wynn, there's a lot of talent there, and it's it, he's accessed it in game. Jordan Walker is the same way. Yeah, I don't know how anyone could be upset with these first two picks by the St. Louis Cardinals. It's shock. Pardon me. Pardon me. It's shocking. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, I I could not be any happier with this. This is like this is why we love the Major League Baseball draft. This is why we love prospects. This is why we love baseball. You know, watching Cole Henry go to the Nationals upsets me because I love Cole Henry. It would have been awesome if he could have followed the thirty first or sixty third. I mean, but like you see how nasty he is. And the thing is, as these guys keep falling off the board, and again, I would expect the Cardinals to be a little bit more conservative with their next couple picks. Uh, but there's still a lot of talent for the Cardinals uh, as they approach the the heart of uh, of their drafts. Uh, let's see. His USA Baseball numbers were great. That's right, Snorting Bull. Uh, uh, real quick shout-out to my friend Matt Thompson, by the way. Uh, God, I love it. I think, look, I think the Cardinals have gotten off to a great start. And again, let's expect some curveballs here coming at pick 60 and pick, uh, pick 63 and pick 70. I think the Cardinals are going to be a little conservative, but they still have room to draft some good players. What are our picks today, the Cardinals' pick? They just picked 54th Mason Wynn. They picked 63rd, 70th, 93rd, 122, and 152. College pitcher with next pick 
I wouldn't say 100%. I think they'd go safe with the next pick, or maybe they get aggressive with the next pick and go safe with pick 70. Remember, the Cardinals drafted 100 college pitchers last year in the first 10 rounds, and uh, they did that to a degree, knowing that that would help correct maybe not getting so aggressive about a deep college pitching uh, draft class this year. Daddy Petty says, sup, Kyle, long time no talk. Hello, Daddy Petty. Graham says, the next Otani. Yeah, between Jordan Walker throwing big fastballs and Mason Wynn being a two-way player, I can imagine the excitement in the Otani talk. Uh, he's, he's not Shohei Otani. Wesley Wells, all the Hogs beat writers thought that there was no chance he'd make it to campus. And I guess, you know, uh, there, we should probably preface it by saying there is still a chance that he doesn't, he does make it to campus, uh, that he does make it to campus. You just don't know. But, I, you know, the way that I feel about the Cardinals is I don't think they would have made this selection if they didn't feel good about signing him. You know, last year, people were concerned that they wouldn't sign Trajan Fletcher. They got him slightly above um, uh, slot, uh, relatively speaking. I think I think they'll get Walker. I think they'll get Win. Remember, if the Cardinals uh, if the Cardinals end up not signing him, that's a huge draft pool that they lose. That's one point three million dollars that they're not going to be able to use uh, for any more of their picks. So they have to be really careful about it here. Now they can take a chance and they could end up getting pick fifty four next year if they don't sign him. Uh, but I really think they're going to sign him. He's worth taking the chance on. Uh, he didn't return an interview request from Fayetteville Media. That's interesting. Bird's going for the high ceiling picks this year. Uh, you heard it here first, okay? Do these recent picks remind you of the Gorman pick? No, Gorman was a little different because most people thought Gorman was going to go in the first 10 or 15, and it didn't happen, and he kind of fell. Uh, it reminds me of the Gorman in that they're both pre they're all prep kids with high ceilings. Uh, they've all played for Team USA, unless I'm mistaken. I, I can't remember about Jordan Walker. I'm pretty sure he has. Our perfect game kids at the very least. Um, but, yeah, I think that they're all prep kids with incredibly high ceilings that are incredibly athletic, even though Jordan Walker's athleticism is being undersold, as was Nolan Gorman's at the time, um, with the chance to, with enough – uh, enough uh, work, get to the major leagues. Hack Muff says, friendly reminder, the Astros still haven't picked yet. Yeah, we're still about, what? what is it, 30 picks away, from, or 20 picks away from the Astros picking? That feels good. I still think the uh, the Red Sox got lucky. I still think the Red Sox should have had their first-round pick, but, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. You know, at some point, uh, I think Chris Correa is probably sitting at home laughing about the Astros not having uh, uh, two picks. I, I love you bringing it up, Hack Muff. Speaking of playing it safe, odds my guys keep falling and is there at uh, 63. Jimmy Fleming, who was your guy? Logan Allen, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh, so, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks away. We're going to have to wait and see. Logan Allen is a, a highly thought of player who uh, his, his mechanics allow him to mask what he throws. Uh, and uh, maybe some people will sleep on him a little bit. Uh, Cleveland. Uh, Shytown, does his frame concern you that he may not be a starting pitcher long term? Sorry, uh, does does Mason Wynn's frame, yeah, the 5'11", Logan Allen. There's Logan Allen, just goes right now. We just got done talking about Logan Allen. Here goes the run on the lefties. Like, at 63, if he's there, expect Ian Seymour, I would think, or uh, Sam Weatherly, one of those two. But, uh, yeah, so, look, there's definitely reason to be concerned about Mason Wynn's frame. He's only 5'11", he's probably 5'10", in all honesty. He probably weighs 160 pounds, you know, 165 pounds at most. But... You know, he's still only 18. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden he has an Alvaro Cejas-like growth and he's six foot. You know, uh, he definitely is going to have to have a little bit more maintenance. But the thing is, he's pretty technically sound as a pitcher. So I love it. I, like, I take it. But, yeah, you know, anytime you get a player that's smaller framed, you're going to be a little bit more concerned uh, about 
their makeup, or not their makeup, but their build. Yeah, for sure. Sammy Helms, uh, who has Houston's picks? Uh, the Major League Baseball home office has Houston's picks. Uh, C70, pick 70 will be their best pick. I just know it. Yeah, I think that's a good guess, but I think that that's an absolutely good guess. Uh, there's just something in that wonderful number 70 that, uh, uh, you know, is, uh, is magical. Let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Hello, Victoria. How are you? Apparently, Cardinals announced win is a two-way player. Uh, that's awesome. That's a key. No, yeah, absolutely. I would think that's uh, part of the reason you draft him is you let him play both ways. And I, I love that. I, I, the Cardinals are absolutely doing the right thing. That makes me very, very happy. Is it not worth going aggressive early, safe late? I think that it's a very good idea. You know, I would say you stick tight to your board. If your board dictates that you can get aggressive early, then you get aggressive early. But there's still going to be players that slip through the cracks that you could probably draft in round five and then still get your guys early on. Uh, but I say that. The truth is, without there being a precedence for a five-round draft, there's no telling exactly what to expect or what exactly is going to happen. So uh, uh, I, I really don't know. I don't know what kind of a um, philosophy I'd have here. I just try to draft the best player on my board. Uh, I'm at work, but I'll participate as much as possible. Hello, Victoria. I'm glad. Clout Curry, Mason Wynn's swing looks really good and strong. strong. His swing is strong. His pitching mechanics are strong. It's all exciting stuff. Like, that's a, that's a tr Ian Seymour off the board. Oh, that hurts the Cardinals. I bet the Cardinals are upset about that. Uh, so Ian Seymour, the deal is, had a good turn uh, this offseason in the Kid Cod League, I believe. And then uh, his fastball ticked up, and he got a bunch of um, a bunch of extra spin on all of his pitches while improving his command. So that's a great pick for Tampa. Tampa's having a great draft. Octavius Rex, uh, let's see. It's going to be fun if they use him two ways in the minors. Cloud Kareem, I think so too. Uh, we got some bourbon here, some four roses. Look, it's uh, 6.06 on the East Coast. So there you go. I'm so excited. We've got more picks coming, family. we got more picks coming. Uh, we got some uh, Mason Wynn footage, too. Really pulling for Mason Wynn. Hopefully the Cardinals can sign him. I would think it's going to happen. Benjamin Orr says, uh, Jordan Walker already said he's signing. Yeah, that video is great, where he looks to his dad when he's asked. And he's like, yeah, we're probably going to sign. But the, the question is, what's he going to sign? Uh, uh, like, what's he going to sign for? His bonus pool is 3.1. He's kind of a reach. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals try to save a little cash there, but my guess is he doesn't go for anything less than three, and you're probably talking about a slot of 3.1. Uh, every dollar saved is going to go to pay Mason Wynn, would be my guess. Vandy Boy Fletcher. That's right. Think Seymour makes it to 63. We know for a fact he doesn't now. I'm late. What do you know about the new pick? Uh, Josh, we've been talking about Mason Wynn uh, nonstop. He was suspended uh, uh, for a little bit for smoking weed and getting caught doing it. Um, he... Uh, is a great two-way player, a super athlete. He's really dedicated. He said he learned a lot from the pot smoking issue. And again, no one's really called it a pot smoking issue, so maybe it isn't. Um, but uh, uh, a great athlete, great curveball, great fastball, a great arm speed when he pitches, real power built into that bat, uh, a, a true athlete. Like, yeah, you know, I said last night about Jordan Walker, but, you know, this is really like, compared to Trajan Fletcher, this is a real baseball player. This is a great pick. Uh, he and Jordan Walker will be one, like 10 and 11, um, pushing Malcolm Nunez down on the dirty 35. Jeff Criswell, one of my favorite pitchers from Michigan, uh, uh, pitching game two of the College World Series in relief, although he was a starter all last year. His mechanics get a little wonky as he goes to the A's. Mechanics get a little wonky as a really good slider. I like Jeff Criswell a lot. Good for them. These first two picks are tickling my fancy. Me too, Cloud Kareem. Walker did not play at USA Baseball PG only. Thank you very much, Snorting Bull. Cleveland just took him. How about that? York is basically like 
like not having a first round pick from Patrick Bean. You know, with a lot of the guys that I've talked, a lot of the scouting people I've talked to in the last 24 hours rave about the Nick York pick. I think, I think if he hadn't have gone uh, to the Red Sox at 17, I think he still would have gone in the top 30, if not the top 50. But yeah, that's an aggressive pick for the Red Sox. Look, if they, if that was the top guy on their board, or they're going to use that to get somebody later on, like I applaud them. Uh, uh, for doing it, for having the balls to take somebody off the beaten path if he's the number one guy. Logan Allen, damn, I liked him. Yeah, me too, Cloud. Any chance the Cardinals go with Blaze Jordan from Dawes Bart? Uh, I, I would think that at this point, probably not. You know, you're talking about two guys, uh, one guy that you're going to sign at at least so- a slot, and another guy in Mason Wynn that you're probably going to have to sign, maybe five, $500,000 above slot. The slot there is 1.3. It took him 1.8 to get... Um, um, uh, Trajan Fletcher last year, you might be talking about, you know, anywhere from 500000 to $1 million extra to get Mason Wynn. I have a feeling that what we're talking about right now is uh, probably something a little bit safer, probably something that you can be guaranteed accepts your spot, your slot. You know, the other thing is, like, someone like Gage Workman's still on the board. I thought he might still be there at 70 when I did the draft uh, for Prospects Live, and he, uh, he he's still there, so we'll see what happened. Uh, uh, Nick, Nick says, Pedro Martinez was only 5'10". That's a great point. Yeah, you know, you don't have to be huge. Marcus Stroman's only six foot. Heard anything about Nick Sweeney to the Cardinals? I have seen that today. So Ben Cerruti brings up Nick Sweeney, the uh, the lefty from NC State. Uh, you know, the, the, the buzz was Sam Weatherly, uh, Nick Sweeney, Logan Allen, Ian Seymour, all as viable options for the St. Louis Cardinals today. They're all lefties. They're all collegiate lefties. Allen and Seymour off the board. Sweeney's still out there. Weatherly's still out there. Both are interesting guys. You know, Swinney is the kind of guy that a lot of people wanted, like, the Dodgers to take. Um, and he might end up going at 60. He's been connected to the Dodgers uh, because uh, of what they do with that type of pitcher. Uh, Alaric Soleri, the former Cardinals draft pick. Alaric Soleri was drafted in the 29th round by the St. Louis Cardinals a couple years back. He went to Juco and then found his way to Tennessee. He was just drafted by the, uh, uh, the Twins. Good for him. Uh, Soleri has a bat worth getting excited about uh, and some questions about some other stuff, but good for the Twins. Uh, Sid Thugga says, where would Libertor have been this year in this year's draft, talent-wise? You know, he would have been up top. Um, he wouldn't have gone before Torkelson. He wouldn't have gone before eh, top five, for, top three for sure. Wouldn't have gone before Torkelson, I don't think. Um, and then it got weird after that. So that's that would be my guess. Uh, somewhere in the top five. Wesley Wells, who do you think of Casey Martin, another of my hogs? So I have serious concerns with Casey Martin's approach at the plate. He gets beat by breaking pitches almost consistently. But if he can get his shit together, I think that that's a really, really good baseball player. He hits the ball hard. He hits the ball far. He's super athletic. Definitely stick it short in my mind. Uh, probably a super utility player uh, in, in an organization in today's day and age. What teams are doing with that super utility type. He could probably handle the outfield. He could probably handle every position in the infield. Uh, so, yeah, at 63, I'd love that. 70, I'd love that. That's a, That would be a really good pick. I, I like him. I like him. I, I didn't like him in the first round. I definitely like him more past pick 50. Ian Seymour gone. It hurts, Ben. Beater at 63 would be a dream. Yeah. So Clayton Beater's still there. You know, maybe. So the thing about Clayton Beater uh, and Cole Wilcox, who are both still here, is both of them are draft eligible sophomores and they're probably asking for quite a bit of money. And that's probably why they've both fallen. Oh, wow. The Dodgers take Landon Knack. All right. So this is where it gets really interesting. Landon Knack is the senior from East Tennessee State. Uh, so Landon Knack, he, you're probably not going to have to pay him any money. 
uh, which means you're probably going to give them a $32,000 signing bonus, and then the Dodgers are going to spend that $1.3 million or whatever on someone else. So uh, hold your breath and wait to see what the Dodgers do next. That's a uh, boy. That's going to be something else. Would you take a job as scout if you were offered, uh, if it was offered to you? It'd have to be the perfect situation. Look, uh, uh, I'm not good enough to be a scout. What scouts do is amazing. I don't have the knowledge or the understanding of baseball that they do. I'm just like, I'm just some dude with an, like, I'm just an asshole. I'm an annoying asshole who is annoying all the time and is an asshole all the time. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, if somebody would train me, I'd love to do it. It'd be amazing. Uh, it'd be the thrill of a lifetime. Uh, I've always wanted a job where I got to go all over the place and live in hotels. That suits me well. Watch baseball. Uh, that would be pretty great. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd love it, but I'm not, I'm not nearly talented enough for that. There are real people doing that job that are far superior than me. Wilcox isn't signable at this point, correct, from Brian J5. So let me tell you what I think. Is I think the Dodgers know the number for Wilcox. I think the Dodgers know the number for Beater. And I think that more than likely with their next pick, they're going to take one of those two and give that extra money uh, uh, that they just saved with Landon Knack to one of those two. So uh, I would say under most circumstances, that's not signable. For the Cardinals, it's not signable at this point. But the Dodgers know what they're doing. Um, Now, you say, why didn't the Dodgers just draft him there? Well, if you feel comfortable that uh, Landon Knack isn't going to make it to the next round, but you know that teams aren't going to sign those other two guys or draft those other two guys because their price is too high. That's why you draft Knack and wait for Wilcox. Who were you hoping we get at pick 63? Uh, You know, at this point, like I said, depending on their price, I want Clayton Beater. I want Cole Wilcox. They're priced out, so, uh, you know, go beyond that. You know, the Cardinals are going to do something a little bit safer, I would assume. If if they don't do it at 63, they're going to do it at 70. Uh, I would suspect something like uh, Nick Swinney or Sam Weatherly. Um, You know, one of the guys that I like, Drew Bowser, is a prep kid. He won't be it. Uh, uh, Kevin Parada, uh, a prep catcher, it's probably not going to be him either. Um, uh, You know, uh, those are two guys that I like. Uh, I'm just trying to think from a college area. Like Mason Erla, the righty out of Michigan State, that would be a pretty safe and uh, aggressive pick. Uh, or not aggressive, but early pick for him. Maybe you wouldn't have to worry so much about slot. Ian Bedell from Missouri would be really interesting. Uh, I've, I've been very, very loud about my, my love for D3 righty Nick Garcia. Uh, if they got Nick Garcia at 63, I'd be happy. I wouldn't know what he would cost, though. Um, and again, I think that we're kind of at the point. Uh, Seth Lonsway from Ohio State, the lefty. I'd like him a little later, maybe 70 or 93, but he could be a name worth keeping an eye on there. Uh, Kyle Nicholas, the Ball State righty with all the heat. He could be interesting. Uh, uh, Jake Etter from uh, Vandy, who closed out the College World Series last year. He could be interesting. Um, you guys know that I've talked a lot about some of the uh, the, the, the collegiate outfielders that I like. Um, uh, uh, someone like... Uh, Jesse Franklin from Michigan would be interesting. Tyler Gentry from Alabama would be interesting. Um, you know, we, we've talked a lot about um, uh, uh, Jordan Nwongu, uh, the Michigan, the other Michigan outfielder. He'd be really interesting here. You know, uh, I also like Jamal Gwynn from USC. He could be interesting. We've talked about Xavier Warren and Hayden Control and Trey Cruz. I think some of those guys will go a little bit later. But I like all of those guys potentially at that spot. Um yeah, I, again, we're assuming the Cardinals are going to go uh, collegiate arm here, and they could always you could always have more pitching. You can never have enough pitching. But I'm not willing to, like, concede that they're going to go college arm here. You know, like someone like Tanner Witt, uh, again, Tanner Witt's been connected to the Dodgers, so maybe Tanner Witt ends up being a not Clayton Beater or Cole Wilcox for the, for the Dodgers. Uh, but maybe someone like Tanner Witt, uh, again, 
Tanner Witt probably isn't going to sign for, you know, $1.2 million or whatever it ends up being. Um, comfy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the Dodgers are in a good shape there. Good for them. Did you play some level of baseball? I played a little bit in college. Uh, there's a whole story there that I really don't want to get into. Look, I am not a good baseball player. Uh, I'm high school good. And I'm not that anymore because I'm old and beat up. And my arm, if I try to throw a baseball, it comes off. Although I promise for Jay Ferg that I will play catch with you, bud. I promise. Uh, love to get out there and do it. But yeah, look, I played baseball like everyone else played baseball. I was never good enough to be anything. I had some superlatives, but that was whatever. Uh, do you still have your bow tie handy? I do. Oh, my God. I'm putting the bow tie on. I'm putting the bow tie on, VHS. You better bet I've got this thing handy. Booyah. I'll do anything for you guys. Uh, two bow ties. We all love when the Cardinals draft NC State players. Yeah, we do, and it usually works out pretty well. You know, Evan Mendoza dealt with some injuries and being moved to first base, which doesn't make any sense uh, here and there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm all about it. I love I, – I would I, – I would love Nick Sweeney, Swinney or Sweeney or Sweeney. I think it's Sweeney. I'd love that. He's a really interesting guy. Hello, not really. How are you? C70, about to have to go, but want to tip the cap. You continue to be amazing, my friend. Uh, C70, I'll, I'll raise my glass of water. I can never have enough water to you. Uh, let's see. Hey, somebody says uh, Ben Godar. Hey, hey, Ben Godar for uh, Viva Albertos, another one of our favorite people. Uh, says follow Ch fellow Chapman alum Nick Garcia. See, now that makes me want him even more, bud. That makes me want him even more like I want you, boy. No, uh, uh, Kyle Nicholas goes to Miami. The big the big righty with the big fastball that increased velocity up to about 100 miles an hour. Uh, good for uh, good for them. Uh, that's, that's a great pick for the Marlins. God. So, you know, with Nicholas coming off the board, oh, uh, boy, I can't even. Ben, I need you to keep track of this stuff. Anyways, with Nicholas coming off the board, like one pick to go before we get to the Cardinals pick at 63. And uh, there's still so many good players on the board. Did you get some Arby's to celebrate? I have not eaten Arby's. You don't celebrate until the job is done. Uh, that is. You don't celebrate until the job is done. Um, uh, hold on. I'm going to tweet out something real fast. Hold on. Uh, oh, uh, surprise, Blaze Jordan is still around thinking he's college bound. I think Blaze Jordan is Juco bound. Uh, and I'm not surprised he's around. He's... Uh, uh, a power-only first baseman uh, that needs schooling is what he needs. Uh, so, hold on. Picks, 63 and 70, quickly inbound. Tune in now. Uh, let's see. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to do that. I wanted to tweet out uh, that we're the Bowtie Handy episode. I like it. Yep, you are old. I definitely am the blind homer. How when did you get so sexy, Kyle? Uh, I've never been sexy. I'm sexy in the way that train wrecks are sexy. Uh, Bowtie. Cardinals need to take Kep Brown. Yeah, Kep Brown and Justin Bellinger would be, and Austin Wilson. If, if the Cardinals could take out uh, with pick 70, Andy Bennis, uh, pick 93, Kep Brown, pick 122, Justin Bellinger, and pick 152, Adam Bennis, or whatever uh, cardinals need to take that brown eating arby's before 7 p.m is a wild idea especially when you were doing a live stream you know one of these episodes of prospects after dark we're gonna have to do a live stream uh where where i eat arby's and then fade into oblivion daniel cabrera off the board jesus 
Uh, Daniel Cabrera off the board. Cabrera is interesting because he's probably a right fielder with some hit questions, although he makes a ton of contact and kind of hits the ball to all fields. He's just a weird guy. As I mentioned in the draft uh, prep episode of uh, uh, Prospects After Dark on Saturday with Ben Sarudi or whatever we were calling it. Um, <laughs> Curtis Granderson, I love it. Uh, like that's uh, that's He's kind of a guy that I don't really have much of a feel for. Cardinals on the clock. Tigers take Danny Cabrera. Sexy like train wreck, a.k.a. on fire. Uh, the bow tie would be cuter on your forehead from Benjamin Orr. I think Benjamin Orr makes a compelling part. Oh, boy. Hold on. Do some of this. What do you think? Do some of that. Booyah. Um, boy, somebody's going to think something of me. I guarantee that. Okay, so the Cardinals are on the clock. What do I think is going to happen? It's a treat to have a pad dosage in the early afternoon. Uh, coffee soon, my dude. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome, Ryan. Uh, welcome to Prospects After Dark because I put the bow tie on my head. I'm sliding it down, bud. I'm sliding it down. Um, so who are the Cardinals going to take here? Look, I imagine they're going to go somewhere safe. Look for Sam Weatherly. Look for Nick Swinney. Uh, Tommy Mace, maybe. Uh, uh, jumping a little, maybe a little aggressive. Maybe someone like Jack Leftwich, also one of uh, uh, the Florida righties, big guy. You know, I think that my buddy Hack Muff and I would be really excited if Gage Workman was the pick here. Probably won't be. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 I'm Man, I'm trying to look at the board and give you guys a good uh, – I, I wrote the board down. Yeah, so look for those. Like, don't be surprised that the Cardinals kind of go uh, – you look like my daughter now, LOL. Uh, awesome. Damn, Kyle, you cute-cute. That's right. Every, here on Prospects After Dark, we cute-cute, and we cute-cute all the time. Um, we, I would really like it. Who are they? They're comparing Daniel Bird and uh, Gardner. I don't know about that. I think it's a little aggressive. Maybe at the plate. Maybe at the plate. Here's what I'll say about Daniel Cabrera. Is Daniel Cabrera is uh, – he's an exciting player. I really do like LSU players, uh, as my Cole Henry pick um, would indicate. Uh, but, yeah, Daniel Cabrera is fun. Um, who do you guys think the Cardinals are going to take here? Uh, give me your thoughts on it, Dan Kyle, you cute. Take Justin Fall if you're looking for pitching, LOL. Yeah, or um, – uh, uh, oh, God damn it. Hold on. I got, I've got the – RJ Dabovich, rather. Fall or Dabovich, right? Going to take one of those for Arizona State. Uh, it, it could happen. Here's my thing is just get to the pick, you you mutants. I need the pick. Uh, Danny Cabrera. I love that they're calling him Danny Cabrera. I've only ever, like, talked to him or heard of him as Daniel Cabrera. Um, oh, God, MLB Network's making this really tough for me, you guys. For those not in the joke, I just named Arizona State players. That's all Hack Muff does. Austin Stone said, I would like Matt Trout. Is he available? Uh, the rumor is Yadier Molina's the pick here, so they can get an extra 30 years out of him. Hold on, Cardinal Select. Holy shit. Markevian Hentz. Holy shit. That's another great pick. Tank Hentz. Now, uh, Mar Markevian is his name. That's a great pick. The Cardinals aren't screwing around. Holy cow. Uh, so, uh, Hentz is a 17-year-old, super young, 6'1", 6'2", about 175. He's going to put on weight. Uh, but that's a big arm with a heavy sinking fastball, 93 to 95 miles per hour. Oh, boy. Wow, the Cardinals aren't joking around. We thought it'd be something safe. Look for the Cardinals to go safe at pick 70. Maybe not. Maybe they go Blaze Jordan at pick 70. Maybe they draft somebody who's 13 years old and just see if they can get away with it. The The Cardinals going high school here is super interesting. Uh, Markevian Hentz, I had uh, I had super low. Uh, I love that pick, man. I, I love that pick. Um, and, again, they call him Tink Hentz, which I hope does not continue. Because calling people by their nicknames is just a little too much for me. Um, but yeah, Mar Markevian Hentz, uh, the six foot one, super athletic, big fastball, 
big slider, uh, uh, complimentary changeup, uh, uh, right-handed pitcher out of Arizona. I couldn't think of where he was um, out of Arizona. And he's an Arkansas commit, too. So woo pig suey uh, uh, to West Wells and C70 and all my, my Arkansas uh, uh, fans. I miss the Cardinals' 54th pick. Who did they take? They took Mason Wynn, a two-way player, shortstop, right-handed pitcher. They'll draft whoever looks like most, like David Eckstein. Caden Griner, I like that. Cabrera seems high floor, low ceiling. I don't know if, if, his, if his floor is as high as other people thought. Uh, Devovich, cards take Tink Hentz, another high school player. I love it. Uh, no kidding. Westwell says, stop with the Arkansas boys. Yeah, I love that. They're just robbing the Arkansas players. You know what else is exciting is we've got another Cardinal pick in one, two, three, four, five picks after the Mariners select here. Uh, this is exciting. This is exactly what we want. So uh, uh, STL cards, LeBron says, will he sign? Again, I have oh, Connor Phillips, the Juco player, who did a really good job of uh, um, uh, uh, like making all his stuff better after being drafted and then deciding to go the Juco route. Good for Connor Phillips. He's another one of my favorites. I would suggest, and I could be completely off here, that the Cardinals wouldn't have drafted Hence and Win if they didn't think they could sign both of them. Now, maybe, maybe they think they can only sign one of them. Maybe they have a, almost a, a, a solid idea of what they're going to do at 70 and 93 and where else, uh, wherever else. Um, God, they're having uh, just having a great, great draft. Uh, I love it. But, yeah, I think Hence has a really good slider. It's kind of, a, a, a kind of, kind of underrated. Um, but, yeah, look, that's, that is a great pick. I, I love his size. I love his makeup. He has a, a quick arm which is another really awesome thing. You know, great arm speed. Does a great job of repeating his mechanics for being as young as he is. Uh, between Mason Wynn and Markeby and Hence. You know, the other thing to keep in mind is maybe the Cardinals know that some of these guys, um, they're not going to like, because of the issue with scholarships at the collegiate level, maybe they know some of these high school guys are, they're a little bit more pigeonholed uh, than they otherwise would be in previous drafts. And maybe they, they know that those guys can't leverage things the way that they otherwise would normally leverage it. So, uh, you know, everything in this draft is throw the rules out the window, kind of. Uh, they probably felt out that Tink Hentz and Mason Wynn were willing to sign for something close to where Slot is instead of going to college uh, and are willing to kind of stick with their um, the, the, stick with that, that number. Man, I like, I like Markevi and Hentz quite a bit. Uh, no, the Reds just took Jackson Miller. Honestly, that's one prep kid that I know very little about. So I'm going to I'm gonna hold off t- saying anything about that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, what else can I tell you about Markevi and Hentz? Uh, I know he's, uh, he's a good kid. Um, I know that he, uh, you know, he's a bulldog. He's a worker. Uh, yeah. He's athletic. Um, yeah, look, he's a pretty – He's a pretty sound mechanical prep right-handed pitcher and with a high, high ceiling. So you got to love that. Look, Randy Flores is not as effing around. Uh, John Mazalak's doing a great job here. Randy Flores, I got to tell you, um, I love uh, I, I love what's going on here. I, I couldn't be any happier. What, what Actually, what I'm most upset about is I don't have the slightest idea where I'm going to put these guys on the dirty 35. Uh, Randy Flores is my king. But, you know, I guess the question is, will all these guys sign? And I would think they will. I feel comfortable that the Cardinals wouldn't go in this direction if they didn't think that they'd sign. Uh, But we're just going to have to wait and see. Remember, five-round draft completely changes it. Burley says, do you think part of their strategy is getting college guys after the five rounds? 
maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. But remember, you know, the, the rumor on the street is that a lot of those guys that you think might go after rounds five aren't actually going to sign. They're going to bet on themselves, whether it means uh, going to JUCO or going uh, or doing something. So we'll wait and see. Nick says, who wants to go to college during COVID anyways and take online classes? Who wants to go to college anyways when you can make a million dollars up front? L.A. takes Clayton Beater. Now, we called this. We called this when Landon Knack was selected that it was going to be Clayton Beater or Cole Wilcox. Uh, that's a great pick for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are having a great day. Signability, three high schools seem high risk, doesn't it? I would say Jordan Walker is a sure thing as a sign. So um, uh, I, I view it more as like two high schoolers, two prep kids. I know Jordan Walker's a prep kid, but that's a, they're signing him for sure. There's high risk with win and, with win and hence – uh, but I think that they're doing it, and I'm glad that they're doing it. Do you prefer Tink or Petey? Uh, I don't like either. So uh, let me – I hate people with nicknames like Tink and Petey. I hate it. I'll be calling him Markevi and Hence uh, for as long as I possibly can. There's a prep outfielder named Petey Halpin who I really like as a player, but I cannot root for because he goes by Petey. You know, he can go by Pete. That's up to him. That's his decision. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I'd like Tink better than Petey just because I'm not willing to move off the Petey thing. Thanks for asking, Adam. Uh, let's see. He's not out of here. Oh, did I say, I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Why did I think he was, he's going to Arkansas. I'm stupid. Thanks for correcting me. Uh, this seems to be a sign that the Cardinals are very comfortable with their current system makeup. Yeah, they've got to remember the Cardinals have, have a top heavy organization. They need to replenish the lower half. So uh, I like it. He's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Thanks guys. I'm sorry about that. My bad. Are there any pitchers left that would be considered close to MLB ready? Uh, Bendrick Lamar, which is a great nickname, says fastball will end up noticeably faster than 96. Uh, and even if it doesn't end up noticeably, noticeably faster than 96, which it will, I'm with uh, uh, Bendrick Lamar um, it, once he puts on weight and everything. 96 with the type of movement that it has will play. Like he could, he could end up not having – continuing to work on the location and the movement of the ball, but that thing doesn't need to get any faster to be effective. Um, so just keep building up that strength. Keep working on that delivery. Uh, uh, and, and keep, keep grinding is what it is. Sorry about the Arkansas-Arizona thing. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, Weatherly at 70 would be awesome. Oh, so somebody asked, uh, are there any pitchers that are close to Major League ready? I think most would agree that, um, like, if you're looking at the board, Nick Swinney, the lefty from NC State, somewhat close. I think most people would agree that Sam Weatherly from uh, Clemson, somewhat close. You know, if you want both lefties, if you wanted to go to the right-hand side, um, you know, it gets maybe a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, Zach McCambly from Coastal Carolina is a righty that I love with a big curveball. I love him at 70. I don't know if he'll actually go there. Mason Erla, the righty from Michigan State, would be a reach at 70, but I like Mason Erla a lot. Um, there, look, there are still so many options here for the St. Louis Cardinals uh, uh, as we get closer and closer to pick 70. Uh, right now, we're at pick 60. Uh, where are we? Hold on. Right now, we're at pick 66. So 66, 67, 68, 69, everybody's favorite number. Uh, we're four picks away from the Cardinals selecting again. Uh, I really thought they were going to go the college route, three straight high school players. Wow. Yeah, look, uh, I love what Randy Flores does. The Randy Flores bucks conventional thinking uh, and conventional thought and conventional wisdom and goes and does what he wants to do, and I like that. And also – Give John Mazalek credit uh, for giving him the freedom to do that and, and believing into that. Uh, first time I've ever listened to Pat in a car, it must be chaotic. I can imagine that Pat being something good to listen to when you're driving in very little traffic. Cards Gift says, this is so awesome. Gifts are the best. Uh, who is winning the draft right now? I'm an idiot at first. 
uh, and first-time follower of MLB Draft this year. Look, I'm a, I'm one of these people who doesn't subscribe to the winning a draft or winning a trade. Look, uh, if you're drafting at the top of your board, then you're winning. Like, everyone's winning. You don't find out who the winners are until years down the road. And even then, with this, as much of a crapshoot as a Major League Baseball draft still is, you know, I think that uh, I think that maybe it's a little overblown about the winning and whatnot. The Cardinals are having a great draft. The White Sox are having a great draft. The Rays, the Indians, the Orioles, uh, tag, uh, uh, Detroit, the um, the Dodgers are having a good draft. You know, uh, I think the big question is Texas has had kind of a weird draft, but I think that there's a lot of really good players out there uh, that are still on the board, and I think. I think we're going to have to wait and see what it really looks like. I know you don't like comps, but who would you say for Hentz? Uh, I, I've got nothing for a Markeby and Hentz comp. Uh, you know, 96 mile, 96 mile an hour, two-seam tumbling fastball with a slider to dream on. Uh, very deliberate in his mechanics as he leads into his motion. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, the high school kids in particular I hate doing the comp with. You want to get a little creative with the, the college kids. You know, maybe it's worth getting creative with the college kids, but that's uh, that's not really where I'm at. You know, I I think it's somewhat irresponsible uh, to put a, a comp on. You know, um, that that's where I feel, and I'm sorry about that, Coach Housley. Uh, that's just that's not really my thing. Chi-Town Card, Donovan Ventura would be amazing, but just think about that. Like, your Donovan Ventura was one of the best pitching prospects in baseball. Had a chance to be an ace, this potentially Cy Young caliber pitcher and if you start comparing him and I know you might just be talking about mechanics but the thing is the minute you say Jordana Ventura is kind of like Markevian Markevian Hens is kind of like the late Jordana Ventura uh, then then people only hear the part where you're comparing so you got to be a little bit more careful with that Beater you were right Uh, Dodgers took Beater smart man better to the Dodgers Randy Flores has a massive schlong I bet it's huge Uh, Beater to Dodgers cards are taking all of my hog signees Uh, GNA gonna be legit though uh, from uh, Landoa uh, uh, 42. Yeah, we've got a good contingent of Arkansas uh, Razorbacks fans. Uh, a good crossover between Arkansas Razorbacks fans and Pad fans and Cardinal fans. What a surprise. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're going after those Arkansas commits. Oh, the, uh, so the Giants took Nick Swinney from NC State. Uh, that's kind of a bummer. I would have liked to have seen him get to 70. So right now with the Dodgers picking again, they probably won't take Sam Weatherly. Uh, you never know. Maybe they go back-to-back with lefties. That'd be really interesting. I could definitely get behind that. Um, uh, but, yeah, so the Cardinals are two picks away from having uh, another pick. Again, I think it'd be something like Sam Witherly or, um, you know, Mason Erla. Uh, look at my list. Huh, blah, 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 blah. Maybe Tommy Mace, something like that. Edder the lefty from uh, Vandy could be it. Yeah, look, there's a plenty of options here. I thought his comp was Al- oh yeah, thank thank you, uh, uh, Snorting Bull. Yeah, you know, um, I think Markevian Hence is a lot like Aaron Bennis. Is a lot like um, Yadier Bennis. Uh, Walker Bueller, we love that Walker Bueller for sure. Is 70 uh, Ozuna pick? Yeah, John John G24. 70 is the pick that the Cardinals got for um, Marcel Ozuna. And also, pick 63 is the pick that the Cardinals got in the trade for Matthew Libertori. Remember, they traded the 37th overall pick with Marcel Ozuna, or with Marcel Ozuna, with uh, uh, Jose Martinez and Randy Rosarena to the Dodgers for pick 63, Matthew Libertori and Eduardo Rodriguez. How did the Dodgers get a competitive balance pick? 
Um, ah, that's a great question. They traded for it, right? That the Dodgers traded for that competitive balance pick. That's how they got it. Uh, Sean Sandeffer says, Oh, come on. Uh, are there any former pro players, kids in this draft enjoy following them? Yeah. One of the prospects that we really like, Trey Cruz is the son of Jose Cruz jr. Uh, Marquise Grissom jr. Is part of this draft. Um, uh, th- there's a bunch, there's a bunch. Hold on. Jimmy Glowenke, the shortstop out of Dallas Baptist goes to San Francisco. Now I'm not huge on Jimmy Glowenke. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit dauber down on him. He's not really my thing. He Look, he, he has a good timing mechanism in his swing. He has a good leg kick. He has a fast bat through the zone. Uh, you know, that's a good utility pick for the, uh, the, the, the Giants there. You know, it wouldn't have been a bad pick for the St. Louis Cardinals. It seems like the St. Louis Cardinals type of pick. I like a lot of the other utility, other options uh, better than I like that. But we are, oh, God, I love this kid. I love Tank Hens. I love Tank Hens. Picture of, uh, so... Real shout out to the real Jimmy Ballgame who just uh, DM'd me or DM'd me, tweeted at me a picture of Markevian Hentz wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat, uh, and I'm in tears. Uh, to Markevian Hentz, to the Hentz family, to Arkansas Commits uh, signing with the Cardinals, to, uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals and Randy Flores, I'm going to take a shot of bourbon, and we're going to follow it with a beer made for St. Louis. That's awesome. That makes me really happy. Thank you, real Jimmy Ballgame. Sweeney, the San Francisco Walker probably went a little under slot. I'm getting uh, from Brian Jordan asked, did um, Jordan Walker go a little under slot? I was told that it'd be about slot. Not sure what that means. You know, maybe three instead of 3.1, maybe 3.2 instead of 3.1, uh, but right around slot. So don't think that they're going to save a bunch of money. From what I understand, I could be wrong. Just start comping every high schooler to Kent Bottenfield. Yeah, the next hefty guy that's drafted, I'm going Kent Bottenfield. Chi-Town Cards. Cards are going college next, right? Or any chance on Harold Cole? You know, I wouldn't think Harold Cole. I hope it's Harold Cole. You'll see a reaction out of me if pick 70s Harold Cole. I'll lose my goddamn mind if that happens. That would be exciting. Again, I thought the Cardinals would go uh, collegiate arm with pick 63, and they didn't. I would think maybe 70. Uh, and Isaiah Green, the Missouri commit, uh, the outfield Missouri commit, gets drafted by the Mets. So, but, you know, the, here's the thing that I really appreciate about the Cardinals, right? Pick 70 and pick 63 are free picks for them. They're comp picks. So you get creative with two of your picks, and that's exactly what they did with Wynn and um, uh, uh, Hence. So I love it. I love what the Cardinals did um, as pick 70 comes up here. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, your instincts would tell you the Cardinals would go a collegiate arm here or collegiate player, maybe a collegiate outfielder. Um, but you never know. Look, the Cardinals have done nothing but throw curveballs at this point. Second NC State player, the Giants have taken this draft. Uh, the Giants love that NC State. Look, NC State is a great high, uh, collegiate program. They've done a great job uh, uh, raising, you know, not raising, but helping to rear fine young men as well as great baseball players. So uh, it's exciting stuff. Quinn, let's draft nothing but college seniors to guarantee they all sign. I think Hence is going to sign. I think Walker's going to sign. It's all about win. It's all about win at this point. And I really feel like the Cardinals would not have drafted him if they didn't feel like they were going to be able to sign him. Cardinals must take Jackson Coar here. Uh, Casey Martin is still available from Cloud Kareem. Casey Martin at 70 would be a great pick. I'm not even a huge fan of Casey Martin. It'd be great to take another uh, um, Arkansas kid. That'd be funny, although he's actually made it to campus and is trying to find his way off of campus. Uh, but Casey Martin is a really good pick at 70. That's what it ends up being. Gage Workman is still here. Gage Workman at 70 would be a really, really great pick. Uh, again, there are, at 70, there are tons of options. I'm really excited. Brax15 says, just join. Obviously, in MLB draft, you get the best guy available, but any chance we snap a catcher? 
I think that there's a very good chance that the Cardinals draft the catcher. You know, two of the top guys on my board uh, that are still left, uh, uh, Daniel Susak and um, uh, Kevin Parada, are both um, catchers. As we talk about stealing kids from Arkansas, Casey Opitz is a catcher for Arkansas. Uh, he'd be really interesting maybe a little bit later. Um, th- there are still plenty of interesting uh, – Kale Emshoff is a, an interesting catcher too. Yeah, look, there's still plenty of catchers available. Um, and uh, I think that there's reason that the Cardinals would go in that direction. I think they do well to go in that direction. Now, the Major League Baseball draft isn't always about drafting the best, the best available player. It usually is in the first round. But remember, they have that weird little draft pool thing. So sometimes, Brax 15, the teams get a little too creative with that pick. Uh, I'm hoping for Mason Erla. I like Mason Erla a lot. Oh, wow. Alec Burleson, the uh, the outfielder first baseman from East Carolina with b- big power. Uh, Alec Burleson is a really interesting guy. Now, I'm not that huge on Alec Burleson. Uh, but, look, he, he has a, a really good contact tool. He doesn't strike out a lot for being as big as he is. Um, he has big left-handed power. There's a left-handed bat that we were all talking about. Um, uh, he's, he's a really interesting guy from East Carolina. Um, I also like, uh, uh, Gavin Williams from East Carolina as well. Now, again, I wouldn't say that this is a pick that completely like is knock him out of the park at 70 after the picks that the Cardinals have taken. You know, I like Gage Workman better. Uh, I like some other picks better. Maybe they save some cash here. Maybe that's why they do that. But he's a, he's a really interesting guy. He has the body type to maybe produce power in the long run. You know, but where he really excels is, uh, uh, and remember, he used to be a two-way player. Um, but where he really excels is that uh, it's, it's a hit over power. Um, he has good bat speed. Um, and he's, you know, for being a big boy, he gets, he's more athletic than, than he's given credit for. And I keep calling him big, but, you know, he's six foot two. I had to look at that. Um, but he's six foot two, and he seems bigger than that to me. Um, people say he'll stick at first. Um, he's he's look. It's kind of a pedestrian pick if we're being honest. Uh, it's not like one of those things that's going to uh, 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 knock your your socks off. Um, yeah, he like, but it's not a bad pick at all. I think that there's a pretty high floor on Burleson, to be honest with you. Uh, sorry, I've, I've got some DM action going on here. Uh, uh, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to see, like, I'm trying to see some stuff. Um, uh, yeah. So hold on. God damn it. So yeah, Burleson is not a bad pick. Like, uh, you can't be mad about the pick of Alec Burleson. And again, um, yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, so Dan O'Dowd, I just heard say he has upside with some risk involved. Um, and, and that's kind of it. Like, uh, again, first baseman outfielder, Sammy Infante to the Nationals. That's not bad at all. Uh, so, again, it's not it's not an amazing pick. It's not an awful pick. Uh, it's a middle-of-the-road pick that I think the Cardinals have earned by going Walker, Henson, Wynn um, in the, uh, the way that they have. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, so not a bad pick at all. Imagine Kevin Prada here. That would have been amazing. So Alec Burleson, as um, Ben Cerruti points out, pick C70. Um, uh, that is officially the pick of uh, C70, Daniel Shaptal. Uh, uh, yeah, win supposedly very signable. Good, I love it. Um, blaze that shit up. Cards take Burleson, not bad. 
Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering were blazing that shit up. I love it right now. Another Otani. Nobody likes MLB Network says Cardinals draft his favorite thus far. Uh, wins our next pick. Next pick is pick 93. Uh, hopefully they fly through this. My hope is to still be doing this uh, at pick 93. We'll wait and see how everything goes. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, again, you, you see a first baseman uh, and a first baseman outfield for Alex Burleson. I keep calling him first baseman. Uh, to me, he's more of a first baseman. I know the Cardinals of Hume as an outfielder. Um, again, to me, he's more of a first baseman. But a left-handed hitter who's done some two-way stuff at East Carolina, uh, uh, pitched limited last year, uh, started a little bit as junior and or his sophomore and freshman year. Uh, but, you know, uh, the, the reason that the Cardinals would like somebody like Alec Burleson is you can see power potential, although it hasn't really manifested. He has a really, really great contact tool. He doesn't strike out a lot. He doesn't walk a ton either, but he doesn't strike out a lot. Um, so, you know, at least it's that. Uh, you know, the Cardinals have pretty well been uh, averse to drafting guys who strike out a lot. So uh, that, that's Alec Burleson. You know, um, you get three really exciting picks. Uh, one that's kind of random, and then you get uh, the first pick, not that's random, but it's a little – some might view as a reach. And then you get a pick like Mason Wynn uh, followed by uh, Markevian Hence, And you think, wow, like this is really exciting. So when someone like Alec Burleson gets taken and your adrenaline is running super high – it's kind of like hitting a bit of a brick wall with Alec Burleson. But what that tells me more than likely with Alec Burleson going 70, uh, and again, I'm not one of these people who think Alec Burleson, you know, uh, to me, he's in the back half of the 100, maybe just on the outside of 100. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I, it, it's a decent pick. It has a chance to be a, a decent pick. Um, but yeah, the, you as look, as long as they sign Mason Wynn and Markevian Henson, and Jordan Walker, I'm fine. I don't care at all. That's really what I'm saying. Uh, Alec Burleson has the potential to make a major league debut. Uh, I wouldn't bank on it exactly. There's some work that needs to be done. It's all going to come down to if he can tap into his power. That's it. If the Cardinals can can draw the power out of this kid, uh, then then it's a good pick. Um, he kind of looks like that weird guy uh, who – oh, Alex Santos to the Astros. Good for them. Uh, yeah, he kind of looks like that weird guy who talks in like um, – uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to mess it. He's in the fake Arby's commercial where the lady ends up getting pulled over. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. I can't think of what it is. You probably don't know what I'm talking about now. Um, yeah, so he's he has the potential maybe to pitch if things don't work out. The Cardinals have done good in uh, taking players that uh, uh, have a potential to do two-way things. Pretty stoked so far. Yeah, really loading up on infielders, huh? No, again, uh, to me, first baseman outfielder type. Um, they have not taken an infielder. The Burtonator, would you compare that pick to Luke and Baker? Not the same type of player, but just kind of high floor. You know, um, man, I wouldn't even say high floor. I don't think he has the floor that Luke and Baker has. I think it's pretty medium floor, maybe even low floor. It just depends on what you like or, or what you prefer. I don't think there's much of a sure thing there. I think Luke and Baker has substantially um, more power uh, more like a better all-around like hitting display you know Burleson is a team USA kid Cardinals like team USA kids that's probably why he found his way like he kind of lumbers around the bases my issue with Burleson is I think his swing is somewhat slow like I think it's I, I think he's kind of got a slow cut about him I don't think there's much bat speed there um traditional swing uh, uh, all things considered 
But uh, yeah, you know, uh, he he's a fine pick there. No, if you're going to compare the two, like he's definitely a better first baseman than Luke and Baker is. Uh, he'd definitely be able to play the outfield a little bit here and there. You wouldn't want him playing the outfield a bunch. I, I don't think at least. Uh, but I think that when you're talking about like present in-game power, their present in-game power is pretty similar. But I think Luke and Baker has substantially more raw power uh, than, than Alec Burleson has. Um, you know, the other thing is I, ba- I wager everything, even though in my mind he's a, um, a, a first baseman, I wager everything that the Cardinals spend a lot of time with him out in the outfield. They really don't have a reason to have him at first base. Uh, he has a really good hitter's eye, and when he swings, he swings off balance a lot. It's almost like he's fading away from the baseball when he swings. So I, uh, I think that there's some mechanical adjustments that could come to tap into some of that power. It, you know, he's an interesting guy, and I'm anxious to see more footage of him. Uh, ben Sarudi, I'm, okay. I'm out for a bit, Kyle. I'll update on our board later. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you for being here. Holy shit, what's up? Uh, Leon C. Worth says, how would you rank these first four picks against other first four picks in the last five or so? Um, well, 2017 doesn't count because the Cardinals didn't have a pick until 94th overall. Uh, in 2016, they took Delvin, and then they took um, uh, uh, Hudson and Carlson. And then who would have been the second-round pick after that? 2016 was a good draft. In 2015, they took Plummer, and they had some good picks after that. You know, the, the, the Cardinals uh, haven't had, like, this like four picks in the first 70 picks in quite some time. So just the ability to have four picks in the top 70 is awesome. I am very, very happy and pleased with their first three picks in the first 63 spots. Uh, that, is, that is really, really great. That, that, is, um, that is incredible stuff. Um, it's, look, it's good. It's good. Remember, though, this is definitely like their most, their riskiest draft. Um, when you're talking about drafting three prep players, all very talented, um, that A, you might not sign, but you probably will, almost certainly will. But like, there's this is like the riskiest draft uh, in probably the last 10 years from the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I think that that's on the low end, too. Um, yeah, definitely. At least they'll save some money. Yeah, you would think, Cloud Kareem, that they're going to save some money. Uh, you great informal wear from Shekels EX. You look great in formal wear. I like it. Octavius Rex says, be right back. We need baseball back so bad. MLB is dragging their feet from six to seek two, three, four, oh, eight. Yeah, I think we all would be very excited if baseball came back. Uh, you know, maybe we get past the draft here uh, and we do get baseball back. That's really all that you can hope for. Uh, you know, pick 63 is on the board or 73 is on the board right now. That's round three. The Cardinals pick. Uh, 93rd, so we still got about 20 picks to go, 21 picks to go before we get to another St. Louis Cardinal picks uh, pick. I'd like to keep going to pick 93. Um, so what else do we want to talk about? Like, do uh, do we want to get into Alec Burleson at all? Do we want to get into Tink Hentz? Um, yeah, like, I guess I guess if we're trying to keep it pretty simple, uh, I think that, uh, okay, I don't want to go there. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm, t- I'm stumbling all over myself. It's been a weird day. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Detroit takes Trey Cruz. I love Trey Cruz, the switch-hitting son of Jose Cruz Jr. Uh, that is a, a great, great pick. 
by uh, uh, Detroit. It's a little bit of a reach, I think a lot of people would say. And now this is where it gets really interesting for the St. Louis Cardinals, right? Uh, I like a lot of the switch hitting utility infielder types uh, uh, that are projected to go in this round. I like Xavier Warren. I like Peyton Control. I like Trey Cruz. And now we might start seeing these guys come off the board, uh, which ends up getting kind of nerve-wracking. Um, ends up getting kind of nerve-wracking. We'll have to see what ends up happening. Uh, again, some names that I really like that are still out there. Parker Chavers, the outfielder from Coastal Carolina. The Cardinals have taken players from Coastal Carolina in the past. I like Zach McCambly, the righty with the big curve from Coastal Carolina. Um, uh, Ian Bedell, Gavin Williams, uh, Mason Erla, uh, uh, Beck Way, Brandon Birdsell, um, Adam Seminaris, Luke Little still on the board. Uh, uh, is Nick Garcia still on the board? I think Nick Garcia is still on the board. I like Nick Garcia a lot. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of guys still on the board worth getting excited about. These next handful of picks are really going to be nerve-wracking, in my opinion. Uh, I'm anxious to see where where the Cardinals are sitting as these picks are taken. Uh, I want Hayden Cantrell at 93 so bad from Chi-Town Cards. Like, for me, I, want, I would love to have either Xavier Warren or Hayden Cantrell. I think that's really where my heart is. Uh, uh, Jamal Gwynn. The USC third baseman, I could see him being a pick at 93. You know, we've talked about um, uh, we've talked about Randy Flores' love for drafting USC players who don't strike out a ton, his love for taking high-quality people, uh, and that's Jamal O'Gwen. I could definitely see that being a thing. Roy McAvoy, who did we pick? I've been busy. Hold on, Roy. I need a drink. Right yesterday with pick 21, the Cardinals took Jordan Walker. Today with pick 54, they took Mason Wynn. A two-way player, right-handed pitcher, shortstop, uh, uh, out of Arkansas as a commit to Arkansas. With pick 63, they take a kid named Markevian Hentz uh, uh, from Arkansas. Now I don't remember where Wynn's from. Uh, but from Arkansas, Anthony Servideo goes to Oakland. That's a good pick for them. Uh, from Arkansas, committed to Arkansas. With the 70th overall pick, they took a first baseman from East Carolina who's played for Team USA, outfielder type, uh, Alec Burleson, a left-handed swinger who's more hit tool than he is power. Uh some, you know, his bat speed in game isn't always great, uh, in my opinion. Um, but maybe you see the bat speed tick up here and there. Uh, he has some mechanical adjustments that need to make for him to tap into it. Uh, but he's a relatively safe pick that hopefully saves the Cardinals some cash at pick 70 so that we can make sure that they sign a win Walker, who I'm sure they'll sign. And hence, how does the 20K free agent for all look now after the card's first four picks? So Dominic Salomone, um, I don't. One of the things we've heard a lot and we've talked about, uh, I've had conversations about, is there aren't a lot of people that think there are going to be many 20k free agents. Uh, nobody really knows what's going to happen uh, after you get past the fifth round. So uh, it would be amazing if the Cardinals ended up bringing in some surprise people and uh, you know fill that with 20k bonuses. I'm hopeful. Uh, who do you like with their next pick, pick 93? Again, you know, I, I think we're too far away. Uh, to really make make a thought. Some of the names I was just going over, like I said, I like Zach McCambly, the righty from Coastal Carolina. Uh, uh, if they go, I don't want, I don't think they'll go prep, so I'm going to stay away from that. You know, I, I like Hayden Cantrell. I like Xavier uh, uh, Warren. Uh, I like Parker Chavers. Um, I'm trying to look at my list. Uh, Trenton Denholm isn't bad. Uh, uh, Sam Weatherly's still out there. That's a name we're keeping an eye on, the lefty from Clemson. Ian Bedell from Mizzou. That wouldn't be a terrible pick at 93. Uh, uh, Seth Lonsway, the lefty from Ohio State, wouldn't be bad. Um, uh, let's see. 
Jamal O'Gwin, the USC third. Uh, Zach McCambly goes off the board. That's a killer. Uh, I, I say that, but, you know, there was really no way he was going to make it to 93. Um, Tommy Mace, the righty from Florida, you know, he'd be an interesting get. Gage Workman's still out there. Gage Workman is a very young collegiate sophomore, so maybe his price is too high, and that's why he's falling. Uh, Petey Halpin, uh, uh, if we're going to go prep rounds, Petey Halpin or uh, uh, David Calabrese, two outfielders, maybe the Cardinals think that they can sign both of those guys or one, one of those guys, not both of those guys. Uh, and maybe they're the pick at 93. I think that that's a little bit of a reach. Probably won't be the case. Uh, Jake Eater or Eder from uh, Vanderbilt would be an interesting guy there. Mason Erla still hasn't gone off the board. The righty from Michigan State. I like Mason Erla quite a bit. We've talked about that. Um, uh, you know, there's still some other guys that are on the board. Kevin Parada, Tanner Witt, uh, Kate Horton. I would imagine at this point they're definitely going back to college. Probably wouldn't hold your breath for those guys. Uh, but, you know, uh, Connor Phillips, uh, Brandon Birdsell uh, from uh, uh, the um, uh, uh, the JUCO kid from North Florida State or something, Northwest Florida State or North Florida or Florida State or whatever, Florida West State. Uh, uh, oh, wait, no, uh, that's Beckway. Beckway is from uh, Northwest Florida State. Uh, Birdsell is from uh, San Jack. Like him a lot. Adam Seminaris, the lefty. I would love Seminaris. If I could honestly, like, Seminaris at 93 would make me really, really happy. One of the guys that I like uh, who dealt with some arm issues – uh, pitched well for Team USA is Nick Frasso from Loyola Marymount. He'd be an interesting pick at 93. Um, I'm anxious to see how the board shapes up for him. You might have went through it, but what do you think their strategy with win is? Pitch. Now, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but my I want him to both pitch and I want him to play the field. Uh, I don't want them to pigeonhole him one way or the other. I think that he's a premier athlete who should be able to play uh, both positions. Uh, uh, and the Cardinals would do well to have him play both positions. This is the perfect uh, the perfect kid if you're willing to give a kid a chance to play uh, uh, both you know pitch and the field um, to do the Otani if you were uh, Tyler Gentry, the big uh, easy swinging, big power, big strikeout uh, outfielder from Alabama uh, goes to KC. Good pick for KC. Um, I think that he's the pick that you let you give us the example and try to play uh, both both positions, both shortstop and pitch. What do you think of their other NLC drafts thus far? Um, so let's see. The Brewers have only taken two picks, Zamora and Mitchell. That's pretty solid. The Cubs had Howard and uh, Burl Caraway. I'm not really a big fan of that. Uh, I like Howard. Not a big fan of Caraway, but Caraway should be to the majors pretty quickly. So I guess good for them. Uh, Pittsburgh's had a really good draft. I like Jared Jones. Um uh, and then the Reds, who took Hendricks and then uh, uh, took another one of the guys that I'm not a big fan of, Christian Roa, with their second pick. I'm not really a big fan of Christian Roa. That dude lets up bombs, and he actually gets hit pretty hard. He uh, he throws a lot of strikes and has, like, five pitches, but all of them get hit pretty hard. His fastball's pretty pedestrian. Now, uh, as Ben Cerruti reminded me, he'll be in an organization with Kyle Bodie, uh, uh, who will probably get him in line and end up making him a top-of-the-lineup, a top-of-the-rotation pitcher. Top collegiate player is still on the board. Go. Uh, so for me, I've got my little list here. My top collegiate players on my board are uh, Gage Workman, Casey Martin, Sam Weatherly, Tommy Mace, uh, blah, 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 blah. Anthony Servideo's off. Um, wow, I've got a lot of prep kids on here. Um, Jake Eater, uh, blah, 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 blah. Mason Erla, Seth Lonsway, Beck Way, um, well, there's more I got taken. Parker Chavers, I like a lot. Kevin Abel, I would love for the Cardinals to draft Kevin Abel if they thought that they could sign him. 
uh, the kid recovering from Tommy John who throws a deceptive and nasty sinker uh, uh, at, uh, from Oregon State. Uh, he'd be interesting. Uh, Jordan Nwangu, uh, Alaric Soleri's off. Jack Leftwich, the righty from uh, uh, Miami, would be really interesting. I love Xavier Warren. Talked about Brandon Birdsell a little bit. Um, Jamal O'Gwin. Um, oh, wow. I Actually, I've got it. Anyway, so those are just some of the names. Did the opening to be riskier this year? I, I would assume that it does. I can't guarantee it. But, yeah, I would, uh, I would assume that it does. Um, Nick Garcia is still out there, by the way. I would love Nick Garcia. Uh, God, I really want Nick Garcia. That would make me so happy if he falls to 93, if the Cardinals drafted him at 93. Um, so, yeah, it seems like it. You know, uh, one of the things is no one really knows how, uh, the because of the pandemic, no one, no one really knows how, A, playing time, and B, uh, scholarships are going to work out as far as the like how they're spread out for some of these kids. Some of these kids that might not get the full ride that they thought that they were going to get. I would assume that most of these kids will. They're top kids. Most of them will, uh, but they might not get it exactly how they would have liked. So, um, you know, uh, uh, it seems like right now to the question from Leon C. Worth, did the pandemic impact on schools give cards an opening to be riskier this year versus normal years? It would seem that way for sure. Uh, hello, Anna Kaiser. How are you? Thoughts on Sir Video from Jay Hauser? Yes, yeah, Sir Video is a lot of helium to me. You know, he started putting up power, um, uh, learning how to learning that pole side power in the last you know, started showing it a little bit over uh, the summer and then started showing it again early on here. Uh, the thing you'll hear about Servideo is he never got a chance to play short because of the, the log jam ahead of him at Ole Miss. Um, I, that's true. There's no reason. Um, um, there's no reason to think that he isn't going to stick it short. Uh, he's a pretty dynamic utility player. It seems like, again, if you're talking about a pick in the seventies, you can't be mad about it. Uh, I like Ole Miss kids. So good for them. Uh, do you top three picks from this draft crack the dirty 35? Yeah. So, uh, Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn and Markevian hence definitely crack the dirty 35. Alec Burleson, probably at the back end of the dirty 35. Maybe I want to do more research. I don't really have much of a feel for Alec Burleson. He's another, like, uh, he's a guy I need to get a better feel for, but yeah, you know, just thinking about it, I probably put both Walker and Wynn. Back to back between o, uh, Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez is probably where I put both of them. Signozuna uh, says, "Any chance Walker signs below slot value and gives him a little more money?" I was, I, it was hinted at me rather that uh, Jordan Walker was going to get about slot. Now, could he sign for a little bit less? Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, it could happen. He could also uh, uh, sign for a little bit more. Oh, so um, uh, Pac Muff just DM'd me about some of this uh, college stuff. Uh, Teddy Kale tweeted out on June 10th, just in time for the draft, NCAA Committee for Legislative Relief passed rules for the 2021 school year. Uh, eliminate 35-man rosters, eliminate 25 minimum for scholarship, raise maximum scholarship from 27 to 32. But the issue is a lot of teams cannot afford uh, those scholarships. So to say scholarship is one thing, but when you're talking about baseball, a sport that doesn't bring in a lot of money for a lot of for most organizations, it's hard for them to raise their scholarship number. So they have to be creative about how they're going to do it. Uh, Trent Palmer from Jacksonville goes to uh, uh, to um, the Toronto Blue Jays. That's an absolute Toronto Blue Jays pick there at 77. Uh, what's your favorite college baseball stadium? You know, Hack Muff, uh, I don't really have an allegiance to a college baseball stadium uh, one way or the other. Uh, 
Uh, and you know, I'm not as well versed in the college football or the college baseball stadiums really to say. I've never, you know, I've only I, I haven't been to any of them. I've only been to uh, uh, the ones that are tied to um, uh, uh, like minor league. So you know, uh, what goes on uh, at in the New York Penn League with State College and their connection with Penn State, like that's I like watching state college games but you know i've soaked in very few collegiate uh, uh baseball games it's something i'm gonna have to start doing more and more you know i'm bad about watching I, i'm a couch scout no, no doubt about it i don't get to get out and watch that stuff uh, uh very often uh mason Wynn signed with rock nation and plans to go pro i love it howard cole or harold cole still on the board from dominic salamone yeah one of our favorite prep prospects from georgia premier academy harold cole is still on the board uh you know I heard uh, um, Carlos Colazzo for Baseball America didn't really seem high on the chances of him getting drafted. When I've asked around, it, you know, there was a handful of teams that were in on him uh, that it didn't really sound like he was going to get drafted, um, which is a bummer because he's a, he's a hell of an athlete. Man, I would really like for Major League, for MLB Network and MLB to get through these picks a little bit faster. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to get another drink here. We have a quick, quiet moment here as we approach Prick 93 by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, everybody take a second to reset, fix your bow tie. If you can here, I'm going to, mine keeps creeping up, fix your bow tie. If you can, and, uh, take a sip, wait for the Mariners to pick the Mariners have selected Caden Polkovich from Oklahoma state. Now Polkovich was a kid that I thought might actually go to the St. Louis Cardinals at some point. Um, uh, uh, now he's not like super exciting. Uh, but he's a utility player with some interesting pop. Kind of looks like Harrison Bader a little bit, like the way he's built and like his body motions. Uh, Palkovich can hit. He's got a really good contact tool. Uh, that's a good pick for the Mariners. Uh, we're getting to the point now where we start holding our breath for someone like Xavier Warren or Hayden Cantrell to fall to the St. Louis Cardinals. Another thing that Polkovich has is he's a switch hitter. Again, I like Cantrell better. I like Xavier Warren better. Mariners go Polkovich. Uh, it's a really interesting pick there. A Mariner select Logan Gilbert. I love it, Graham. Jay David just bought a handle of Knob Creek ready for baseball. Wow. A handle of Knob Creek is how you do it professionally. Uh, well done, Jay David. Well done. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Like, uh, do we want to do we want to go over Jordan Walker? Do we want to talk about how happy we are about what the Cardinals have done? Um, uh, two more rounds. Uh, that's great. Uh, th yeah, technically, technically three more rounds. We're just getting in uh, to the uh, – we're just getting into uh, the third round right now. Um, so, yeah, um, I, you know, I really don't have much to talk about. Pelkovich was preseason newcomer of the year. How do you even vote for that? Yeah, I didn't even know that that was an award. Uh, not really. I didn't even know that that was a thing that they gave out. That's pretty funny. I honestly had no idea. I had no idea. Oh, let me bro block the camera. I'm trying to see what's going on here. This thing's acting stupid. Do you think, uh, oh, uh, our good friend Brad said, do you think MLB and MLBPA will reach an agreement soon? Yeah, I do. I do think that here in the next couple of days, we'll have an agreement, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday. It makes a lot of sense for it to be that. Um, oh, the Pirates took Nick Garcia. God, that's a great pick for the Pirates. I'm jealous of that, man. I'm jealous of that. I, uh, I was hoping Nick Garcia would fall to the Cardinals. That's a bummer. But hey, the Pirates are having a good draft, in my opinion. Pirates are having a good draft. You can't fault them for it. Uh, so, yes, I do think that we're talking about maybe an agreement tomorrow. But I do think that by the end of the weekend, whether it's an agreement or Major League Baseball just saying we're going to play 48 games at your prorated salary and figure it out from there, 
Um, we're going to have baseball, and my guess is it's going to be coming pretty soon. Uh, great question, though, Brad. Thank you for asking. Thank you to everybody who's been here and continues to be here. Um, oh, so as Joe Doyle on my LB on Twitter says, Caden Polkovich is another cape performer. Uh, he's a small dude, uh, and he can play anywhere on the diamond. Uh, he says fringe average power. I view it as below. Um, but uh, he's, uh, to me, um, he's uh, 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 David Eckstein a little bit. Yeah, I think that Caden Polkovich uh, 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 is a little David exercise. Uh, Garcia off the board. It hurts a blind homer. Do we even dare open the Flaherty can of worms? Yeah, let's talk about Jack Flaherty. He's our hero. He's our god. We love him. Um, Can you imagine the balls it would take uh, or how talented of a player you would have to be to constantly be fighting with your owner? Um, That's that's him, and that's what he does social media-wise. You know, truth be told, like, this is the kind of thing that I think if we weren't Cardinal fans, maybe we'd be like, Jesus Christ, what is this guy doing? Because it's so aggressive. Uh, but, you know, he knows he's not going to sign back with the Cardinals because the Cardinals will never pay him. So you might as well just keep trying to push the envelope and push the envelope. I miss the Redbirds, Roy McAvoy says. I would have been to AutoZone Park at least six times by now in a normal year. Yeah, and this serves me well, right? This is my first year that I wasn't going to be coaching Little League. And it was the first year that I was actually going to be able to make regular weekend trips to go to Memphis and Springfield and Peoria. Uh, I was going to try to take a trip to either Palm Beach or State College or Johnson City later on in the year. Um, And, of course, naturally we don't have baseball, and the minor league season probably won't ever be underway. Uh, So uh, uh, something like that. Yeah, no, but that's like that's what I wanted. You know, I definitely would have been to AutoZone Park. I definitely would have been to um, uh, um, uh, I would have been to Dozer. I would have been to AutoZone. I would have been to Hammonds. As the Dodgers select, hold on, uh, the draft tracker says Cole Wilcox. Wow, looks like the Dodgers are going to get Cole Wilcox. That's interesting. God damn it, man! The Dodgers. So it could be a lot of fun in the coming years if the, if everything pans out right for the Dodgers. The Dodgers are for the Padres. I mean, if everything pans out well for the Padres, the Padres-Dodgers thing could be fun for years. Uh, VHS says, my condolences, Kyle, for the Nick Walker thing, or the Nick Garcia thing. I See, I'm. we've been on for a little bit. I'm excited. I've got too much going on, and I need to slow my roll. Do you think Pirates will have a successful turnaround under Ben Carrington? Uh, I, I do. I, I will... I guess it all comes down to ownership, right? If ownership gives him the chance, then yeah, very well. It could very well happen. Um, I'm gonna. I want to try to pull up pirates. Pirates draft. I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody um, so far, right? I, I like what the pirates have done so far. Um, it's not, you know, I like. I just like what the pirates have done so far. It's a good start for them. Uh, players. I, I don't know. I can't do two things at once. I'm an idiot. Uh, can you rank the NL Central draft so far? You demand, uh, Kyle, from Cards Bruh. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try not to be a homer. So uh, let, me, let me look at the teams. I, I love what the Cardinals have done. I'm going to start with the Cardinals. I'm going to say on the back end of that, it, you're either talking about uh, Howard and Caraway or Zamora and Mitchell. I think I like Zamora and Mitchell better than Howard and Caraway. So on the back, we'll say... Um, uh, well, I want to see what the Reds do. I want to see what the Reds do. Reds are going to pick here in a little bit. I, I like Austin Hendricks, but I don't like Christian Roa. So what I'll say is Cardinals, Pirates, uh, 
Brewers, Cubs, Reds. For me personally. For me personally. Uh, Flaherty will be gone in free agency. You know, people think that this little tiff that uh, uh, that Jack Flaherty has had, um, uh, some people think that this little tiff that Jack Flaherty has had uh, with social media is going to stop the Cardinals from signing him. Look, what's stop? What's going to stop the Cardinals from signing him is that he's not going to have those arb years bought out along with extensions like Pools did, uh, and that he's too talented to sign uh, uh, with the Cardinals. His talent pushes him out of the Cardinals. He was never going to sign back here. Now, if he gets hurt, anything could happen. But he was never going to sign. Uh, he was never going to re-sign here with the Cardinals. He's too talented, and the Cardinals were never going to fork over the money that he was going to get. At least in my opinion, I could be wrong. Uh, so I say, go all at him, Flaherty. I love everything about him, and I'm just trying to appreciate him while he's here. Me too. How long until Flaherty is on the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. What gets what gets interesting with Jack Flaherty is when he gets into that final year of arbitration what the Cardinals look like. Uh, but I think more than likely, um, I think more than likely he, he serves out his time with the Cardinals and they get a draft pick compensation for him. Uh, good for San Diego. If the Cardinals would have had the Cubs draft, I'd be upset. Yeah. Again, uh, I love Ed Howard. That is a great pick for the Cubs. Uh, any way you cut it. I know some people aren't as high on it as I am, uh, but Ed Howard is a great pick at 16 for the Cubs. I am not a Burl Caraway fan, but I understand why people are. He's a lefty with a dynamite fastball, an electric fastball, and a great curveball. My issue with him, he strikes out like 52% of uh, uh, left-handed hitters. So that's pretty amazing. Um, my issue with him is that he walks about six per nine, five and a half per nine, and his mechanics get uh, out of whack quite often. So I'm not as big of a Burl Caraway fan as others are, but if you're talking about pure stuff, Burl Caraway is a great pick. Now, again, this goes to show you the difference between having four of the top 70 picks and having two of the top 70 picks and what your draft can look like and how you can replenish your farm system. I, I love what the Cardinals have done, and I feel really, really happy about what they've done. Uh, Leon Seaworth says, no games yet, but what current prospect is most vulnerable to be traded based on our pick so far? I don't think Ed, this makes any of the prospects any more or less tradable. You know, Mason Wynn is a two-way player. He probably is the Cardinals' best shortstop prospect, almost hands down at this point. Uh, a compelling argument, maybe Jordan Walker makes Aliris Montero uh, or Nolan Gorman more tradable, but I don't necessarily think so. But Markevian Hence still has a long way to go, so maybe you add one more pitcher, it means another pitcher can find their way out of the organization. I think that's a little bit of a reach. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So Alex Juicy Jensen, one of our friends over at Prospect Live, makes a great point. The Mariners are drafting top Cape Cod performers early, uh, uh, along with Polkovich and Deloche. And I love that. I, I've come to really appreciate, well, I think I think the Cape Cod League is just a little, a wee bit overrated. I've come to appreciate selecting players that have had success playing in the best leagues against the best talent. Um so there's that. Blind Homer. Considering Jack's relationship with his mom, he will be CA bound. You know, uh, Jack Flair, I would assume he's I would assume he's California bound when it's all said and done. Um, you just never know. I would imagine he's going to go where he gets paid. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if his competitive juices and if the Cardinals shun him uh, and if the Cubs have room uh, for, for that type of contract if he winds up in Chicago. You know, he's 23 right now. When he becomes a free agent, he's going to be 26 or 27, I think 27. And uh, uh, there's no telling the difference between now and then. Uh, uh, Sam Weatherly goes to Colorado. Oh, boy, it's starting to hurt, fam. It's starting to hurt. 93 is going to be an interesting pick. 
Uh, Hack Muff says, take that back. Jack will not be gone. Yeah, he might not. Maybe the Cardinals and him can come to some type of agreement to buy out the Arbiers and then get a couple extra on top of it. I like Sam Weatherly. That's a good pick. Who knows what the next CBA will look like from Derek Iwanek. Um, yeah, um, hold on. I'm going to get a drink. Right? Uh, Derek brings up a good point. You're talking about uh, a 2020 season that the owners are going to probably implement and then a 2021 season and then a collective bargaining agreement. So there's no telling, you know, they might end up with a pay structure, not like a, a uh, not like a cap or a floor, not a, not a um, revenue share, but they could end up with a pay structure similar to what the NBA does uh, or something like that. I don't know. That's a, that's unfair of me to say a complete shot in the dark, probably pretty off base, um, but they could end up doing something like that. And then that changes uh, the, the way that the, the, these guys are controlled, cost controlled, uh, uh, service time controlled by their clubs. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. You're right, Derek. Uh, when you get past 20, the 2021 season, there's just no telling what comes next. With no, MI, uh, with no MILB season this year. Yeah, more than likely there won't be an MILB season. You know, um, it was kind of, and it's something we've talked about on PAD for the last couple of months now, but it was kind of recommended to me or kind of suggested to me that what would happen is, teams would end up sending their minor leaguers to their spring training facilities, somewhere between like 50 and a hundred of those kids uh, eventually. And then what would end up happening is they would have uh, like the Arizona fall league and the Florida fall league. Um, and that's where those teams would play uh, something like that. Yeah. You won't have your traditional minor league season, which is a bummer for all 160 of those minor league towns. Uh, but at least uh, you'll get some type of prep. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit last night, and I was kind of asking around a little bit. But I think that um, – I, I think that uh, – I, anyways, I think that what you'll see is you'll see them go from that into some, like, type of uh, training. David Calabrese goes to the AA Angels. Good for them. Calabrese is a hell of a center fielder. I love that pick. But what you see is you'll see them go from that, like, Arizona and Florida Fall League into an extended spring training, kind of like training camp leading into spring training. Uh, during winter time to try to maximize what they can get and how they can train these kids leaning into the 2021 series season. Flaherty just needs to find himself a St. Louis girl through and through. I don't think that's going to happen. Ben Cerruti, that guy's got Cal- uh, California girl uh, 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 through and through VHS says get out too. I don't even know what that is. Oh uh, no. Oh, that's uh they're not going to make a get out too. Are they get out? One is an amazing movie. Uh, so why are Kevin Parada, Tanner Witt and Carson Montgomery still on the board? Kyle from Ben Cerruti. Uh, so Tanner Witt, Kevin Prada, Carson Montgomery, and Drew Bowser are all still on the board because their asking prices are way too high. Uh, they're probably committed to going to the college. Cade Horton, too. Probably still committed to going to the college of their choice or JUCO if they decide to go JUCO uh, to be re-entered into next year's draft. Uh, that seems to be the most likely scenario here. Uh, that doesn't mean they won't get drafted. You could see a couple teams get really creative here thinking that they can save a couple $2 million in the next two picks or whatever, uh, next three picks, and then draft them later uh, with the hope that they end up signing for $2 million or a mil half or something like that. Uh, but that's the reason why. Since MLB season may not happen, how many round one players do you think see MLB service time? Um, so, hack them off. One way or the other, the MLB season is going to happen. It, the only way it doesn't is if um, the pandemic kicks back up, if COVID-19 kicks back up. And uh, I'm going to take this off. Sorry, VHS. I apologize. Uh, the only way is if um, uh, uh, COVID-19 kicks back up and the CDC and, well, not the WHO, obviously. Well, I'm a fucking idiot. But um, 
uh, if the CDC shuts it down. And, uh, like, that's the only way baseball isn't going to get played. The owners are going to implement the shortened season. They're going to play one way or the other. How many, uh, how many round one players do you see with MLB service time? My guess is one of the things that the owners would do is that they would they have some kind of clause in there to make sure that, uh, like, the players that aren't on the 40-man currently – that are called up from the minors to supplement the major league roster that they get like half service time or like not full service time, or it like doesn't affect their service time. The owners are going to be clever with that. And that's, that's the exact thing that the major league baseball players would let happen to the minor leaguers, because if that's a bargaining chip that they can use to get money somewhere else or get something to their advantage, uh, they'll do that. But I'm sure that they've already got that worked out. Um, But so uh, how, uh, how many, you know, if I'm, I'm Detroit. There's no reason to call Torkelson up. I'm not going to be good enough. You know, maybe, maybe Patrick Bailey. I mean, I don't know. Probably not that many. Probably not that many. The Cubs would do Burl Caraway for sure. Um, although he's a second round pick, probably not that many. I wouldn't think. Uh, the blind homer. The sausage is off the board. Uh, sausage is always on the board. Allison. Oh wait, I'm on the wrong thing. Uh, oh, so here's something interesting. Uh, from the Wabash Valley College at JUCO, uh, Addison Coffey, the, um, the White Sox just took. This is another player I don't know anything about. Um, my guess is that they're going to sign him very cheap to go along with Garrett Crochet and Jared Kelly and then maybe try to get one of those uh, high school players that we talked about uh, somewhere else. I don't know anything about Addison. Send a photo. Hold on. Uh. Ah, oh. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine, brother. Um, Austin Dale says, does the Walker pick open the door for Gorman to be traded to the Rockies for Nolan? We kind of talked about this a little bit last night, uh, Austin Dale. Let me tell you where I'm thinking. All we've heard from Mr. DeWitt and the Cardinals over the last couple months is that baseball isn't a profitable industry. And we know that the Rockies would only trade – Nolan Arenado, if they were willing, if the team that they traded to was willing to take the majority of that contract, all this pandemic did, in my opinion, is tell me that the Cardinals aren't going to trade for Nolan Arenado because he still costs too much money. The reason that they went trading for him now is because he costs too much money. They're not going to do it now when you're in a pandemic. Does it open the potential of trading? Bryce Bond from Texas Tech is a good pick uh, for, te- for the uh, Reds. I like that pick. That's a good pick for the Reds. Um, I, I still think money is the issue. It was the issue before. We're going through a pandemic where they're not breaking in money now. I think it's going to be an issue moving forward. Um, so, yeah, like uh, maybe it opens the door for Aliris Montero or Malcolm Nunez or Nolan Gorman to get traded. But, again, the issue with Arenado is the amount of money he cost uh, for as many years as he cost it and also that player option. Both of those are big deals. Uh, if you made next pick to address Card's greatest need, what hole would you fill? Now, Mason Wynn can play short, but again, I've been very vocal about saying someone like Xavier Warren or Hayden Cantrell are two guys. The Cardinals are weakest up the middle, specifically shortstop. You know, Mason Wynn, if he's going to be a two-way player, he's going to be playing shortstop, and he's also going to be a right-handed pitcher. And then other than that, you have Delvin Perez and Mateo Gill. At second base, you have one of my favorite prospects, Brandon Donovan. Uh, and then, you know, a couple guys, utility players at Mundo Sosa, um, uh, Irving Lopez, a couple utility players, Kramer Robertson, depending on whatever you want to call him. Uh, but the Cardinals would do well to replenish their middle infield supply here. Again, we're talking pick 85, 86, 
87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. So we're eight picks away from a Cardinal selection here. And if it were me, I would be looking to that Xavier Warren. Now, Xavier Warren is one of my favorites. It's something uh, something we've talked about quite often. Um, Xavier Warren is a kid who's caught. He's uh, he's played first. He um, He's played short. He's played center field. Sorry, I blacked out there. He's a really interesting kid with, like, a lot of talent and a lot of potential. And uh, he kind of reminds me, although he doesn't have – the uh he doesn't have the um uh like a, a power potential but he has like that same type of positional versatility that we saw out of Paul DeYoung when Paul DeYoung was drafted you know catcher shortstop well Paul DeYoung was a catcher third baseman uh, uh Xavier Warren he can play center field you know he has a quick bat he's I just think he has good doubles power he's just one of these kids that I th- he's a switch hitter. He's just one of these kids that I think if uh, if things went a certain way, if they settled on like one position with him that wasn't catcher or a skill position, um, you know, you might see that power and that uh, strikeout rate, the power increase, uh, uh, that power increase and that strikeout rate decrease. How about Little at this point? Just give him that. Give uh, just give me that velo. So the issue with Luke Little, uh, and again, 105, we saw all those stats and everything. The issue with Luke Little is that in every one of his appearances, first off, he's a reliever, so he loved the 105, that's fine. But in every one of his appearances, when he'd start out at 101, by the end of the appearance, so you're talking 20 pitches, he was in the 95 to 98 range. He doesn't hold the velo, and his breaking pitches are kind of weird. Now, that being said, if he's drafted at 93, I'll be very, very happy. For me, the guy I'd like to see him take, uh, with, huh, without thinking about it too much, is uh, Adam Seminaris. Uh, pardon me. Oh boy. Uh, is Adam Seminaris, the Juco kid from San Jack, uh, San Jacinto. That, that's where I would go. Our long Juco from San Jacinto from Long Beach state. He's not a Juco. I've been doing a on Lucan from Matty Ice. So had we had a regular, um, a regular season this year, Matty Ice, he would have been at Springfield, which means he would probably would have spent all year at Springfield. And the next year he would have spent the year in Memphis. So maybe, end of 2021 beginning of 2022 some point in 2022 something like that nolan arenado money is an issue nolan arenado's money is an issue but not giancarlo's okay so that's all about timing right think about the money that the cardinals have spent since giancarlo stanton and they've spent a lot of money uh, on roster uh since then remember their 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 projected roster at the point was like 110 million dollars for the next year you're talking about 150 for next year and then 140 at least depending on how arbitration hearings go and options picked up uh, uh, after that. You know, the difference is they hadn't paid Matt Carpenter $20 million. Yadier Molina wasn't going to get another 15 to $20 million contract. Um, yeah, sure, that Wainwright contract comes off, but the difference is timing. The difference is timing on how they've allocated the salary. Uh, use your head, Graham. You're better than that. Do you think Wong gets extended? Andy Young doing well in D-back system from J. David Reed. Yeah, our boy. Oh, boy. Flip. Our boy Andy Young was doing really well for Arizona. He was added to the 40-man in protection from the Rule 5 draft. was having a pretty solid spring. Um, looked like he was going to make his major league debut this year. Just won't get extended. I think of uh, uh, Kyle Harrison, one of my favorite prep lefties drafted by the Giants. I love Kyle Harrison. A lot of people have gone all in on uh, team men. Uh, I'll take Kyle Harrison all day, every day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do think Colton Wong gets, ex- uh, uh, gets extended. If he would have had a good year this year, he definitely would have got extended. Um, 
one thing that a wits value is they value the legacy Cardinals. And I think that the Cardinals would have tried to push to make Colton Wong a legacy Cardinal. Uh, ben Cerruti, uh, Adam Sebenaris, it's Seminaris, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-I-S. And if he's not on the board, I, it's because I deleted him from it on accident when I was, I was um, uh, um, like uh, uh, scooting around there. I'm looking at the list, uh, 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 Ben, and Seminaris, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-I-S. Uh, I would probably put him on our list. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly where I put him. I'm so stupid. He was uh, He's between Alejandro Rosario and Jake Etter. That's where I put Seminaris. Sorry, bud. So all those minor league released are free to sign with anyone. That's right, Derek. Yeah. All those guys that the Cardinals have released over the last two months, along with all the other team players that have been um, released, uh, they're free to sign anywhere. But most of those kids will end up going uh, uh, to independent. They'll probably end of their playing days, more than likely. Would you be okay with Casey Martin at 93 from Chi-Town Cards? Yeah, that'd be a great pick. You know, again, I don't know what kind of bonus pool you're talking about and how that affects, but yeah, I'd love Casey Martin at 93. I Again, another guy I'm kind of overlooking, I'm not thinking about. I think that's pretty good value at 93, and I hope that I think that, that would help tie the draft class together uh, uh, for the Cardinals. Again, and also, um, oh, sorry, Graham, my bad, bud. Uh, Kyle missed, Noah Nelson. Kyle missed our second pick, was mowing. Five seconds, though. No, you covered it already. So the Cardinals drafted Mason Wind with 54. Oh, TK Roby to Koa Roby. I love that pick for the Rangers. Got it. TK Roby is one of those guys that I, I went back and forth. I almost put him on our list, Ben. And then I didn't because I thought, ah, he might not sign. And remember when I told you, Ben, that, uh, and I was saying this, I don't know what to do with a lot of the prep kids. He's one of those kids that I thought, eh, he might not sign. Um, so Mason Wind, two-way player, 5'11", kind of slight build, super athletic. Big arm power uh, as a right-handed pitcher. Great defense at shortstop as a a prep shortstop. Has surprise power for his slight frame. Has a good hit tool for being a prep prep two-way player. He has a good slider that he overthrows sometimes, but when he overthrows it, he's really burying it. He's not like overthrowing it and there's no telling where it's going to go. He's burying it. And a good mid-90s fastball. Uh, That second-round pick was great. Mason Wynn. Uh, Also, Markevian Hentz. The uh, 63rd overall pick, that's a great pick, too. I, I love what the Cardinals have done with the, those those first three picks. And again, Alec Burleson, the fourth pick, uh, pick 70 overall. That's a solid pick. That's not an awful pick. It's a solid pick. But we that pick, I think, how we view that pick is going to all come down to um, what they do with the next pick. Pick 93 is very important. And the Phillies are picking now. So you have pick 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. We're six pick away from the Cardinals pick. And then we'll probably talk about pick 93 and then I'll probably end prospects after dark. So uh, this is really exciting guys. I want to thank everybody who stuck around, everybody who's been a part of prospects after dark for the last two picks, um, uh, the last two days. Uh, I love doing this. The draft makes me so happy and I feel privileged and honored to have the people here that I have. Tyler 22 says, have you ever been to the natural stadium in Northwest Arkansas? It's a great ballpark. I have not, you know, I flirted with going down. Oh, Casey Martin goes to the Phillies. Good for the Phillies. I flirted with going down there quite a bit. I talked to uh, our good friend Adam Medlock. I think he and I talked about maybe meeting up down there one time. Um, I've heard it's beautiful. Uh, I've heard it's a great ballpark. There are so many great ballparks throughout America uh, that are every bit as good as some of these major league parks, but smaller and more intimate and maybe even more beautiful. We're going to have to get another beer, fam. Uh, Another guy I like is Parker Chavers. 
Uh, I, I looked up and I saw Parker Chambers' name from Coastal Carolina. Noah Selson, Kyle, I love you. Awesome job. Thank you, Noah. I love you too, bud. Uh, Trout was an ECU commit to Burl Sun Eagles Trout by association. I like what you did there. I raised my glass. All right, I'm going to go get another beer real quick. You hold tight. I want to be prepped and ready to go. Sup, bang? How you living, girl? Yo. Yo. How you living, girl? All right, so uh, blah, blah, blah. Pay Bryce Harper. I agree, Graham. You tell them. You you tell that turd who's boss, brother. Uh, S. Taylor, STL says, how about Luke Little, Juco guy up to one uh, to 150, I almost said. Um, so we just talked about Luke Little a little while ago. Oh, God, I, I am embarrassed that I just did that. I'm disgusted that I just did that. I did not mean to do it. So Luke Little became famous because he posted a video of himself hitting 105 miles an hour on Twitter. But, you know, that's fun and it's exciting. But what doesn't get talked about is he's a relief pitcher. Uh, his secondary offering, which is a curve and a slider, are kind of okay pitches. He has He's shown spotty command, which is a concern. Uh, but also his velocity does not hold, or at least it hasn't yet. You know, from what I've seen and what I've been told – his velocity, he might hit 100 or 99, uh, but by the end of a 20-pitch outing, he's down to 98, 96, something like that. Uh, that velocity doesn't hold, so that's a concern. You know, you're talking about um, – uh, 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 you know, you're, you're talking about a concern there. So I feel a lot more comfortable if he would hold his velocity through it all. And also, like, if it ends up being him, that's an exciting name. It's an exciting dude. Like, you can't, uh, uh, you can't get too upset about that. Not bad at all. Uh, but, yeah, so what I know is that 93, as long as they don't go super crazy, we're all going to be pretty happy. Uh, probably Gene. Pardon me, but we will decide when this draft pad is done, sir. Yeah, actually, you will. You absolutely will. Uh, if you guys end up turning it off uh, then and not answering questions, then that will be over. But as long as there's questions in the queue and the Cardinals are on the board, uh, we'll be going. Anna Ziggy says, I'm sure you covered this, but post-draft, how do you see the signing period going? Pure chaos? Uh, so, Anna Ziggy, the, uh, what we've kind of all been told is there aren't going to be as many, uh, Jordan Nwangu goes to the Cubs. That's a good pick. Nwangu is, uh, there's a lot of bat there. There's a lot to like. Questions about his defensive capabilities, but there's a lot to like there with Jordan Nwangu. Good for the Cubs. Um, yeah, so anyways, it doesn't seem like so many people, that, like that many people are going to sign, or at least a predicted amount of people are going to sign. Uh, there are a lot of players are going to bet on themselves. But I would say that right now, you're probably teams are probably contacting guys to get an idea of who will sign and who won't. They've probably been doing it for the last couple days, uh, and I would imagine that probably probably now, if not in the next like half an hour to an hour, there's going to be some deals already in place uh, if there aren't already. So I'm sure that the chaos is kind of happening as we speak, believe it or not. Uh, and you know the, what we were kind of told is don't be surprised if some teams only sign two guys or some teams sign four guys. Some teams might be trying to get to the, you know, a lot of these front offices thought the draft was going to go 10 rounds. They thought that the players and the owners would agree to a 10-round draft, even though the floor was set at five. They thought that they'd push it up to 10. So I think what you're talking about is a lot of teams looking to add four to six players uh, uh, in the free agent period. And I don't think all teams are going to be able to do it, but no one really knows how it's going to go. Who is still on the board that has the best mix of pitches with command, in your opinion? Um the lefty who throws in the low 90s, high 80s for uh, uh, Long Beach State has great, great command. Plus command is his thing. Um, 
he uh, uh, anyways he throws a really good breaking pitch. Um, but it's all about command with him. Uh, let me. I, I wrote it down just because I wanted to make sure his best secondary offering is a changeup. He also throws a slider and a curveball. Um, I like Seminaris a lot. Uh, Tommy Mace has okay command. He's the six foot six righty from um, uh, uh, Florida. He might be pretty interesting. Uh, Seth Lonsway has command issues. Uh, da, da, da. Gavin Williams, the righty out of East Carolina. Uh, he has command issues. McCambly's off the board. Swinney's off the board. Uh, Faso, Sulare. I'm probably missing some people. Oh, Mason Erla. Mason Erla worked it. Did Mason, did Mason Erla get drafted? Am I wrong? Am I getting Mason Erla? I love Mason Erla. That'd be a good pick from Michigan State. He has pretty good command, uh, pretty good mix of pitches. Work to get stronger this offseason. Jay Gunter says, just got off work. How have the Cardinals drafted today so far? Jay Gunter, to give you an update uh, with their 